0: Give a little time for the child within you, don't be afraid to be young and free Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart Jordan Morris, boy detective Hey, guess what? We've got a special guest here. Hi, Rhea Butcher. How are you?
2: Hello, Jesse. I'm fantastic. How are you doing?
1: You know what? I think you're fantastic too.
2: Oh, thank you so much. You guys are so fantastic.
1: I want to open this program by thanking everyone who's listening right now for being a MaximumFund.org donor. This is a donors-only episode
3: of the program. You fucking rule. Unless you're some chump who got this via a torrent, <laughs> then fuck yourself. You Go lousy fuck yourself. pirate. This is for torrenting is for Game of Thrones only, <laughs> <laughs> not for listener-supported podcasts.
1: <laughs> can I? Can I ask you a question, Jordan? Please. How empty, how pathetic, Yeah. how fucking, what a disaster area does your life have to be Ugh. where you are stealing Ugh. from donor-supported Ugh. podcasts?
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like to casually use the word scum. You know that about <laughs> me, right? You know who would, st- you know who, if you're listening
1: out there and you're not a maximumfund.org donor and you're not just happen to be in the car with a maximumfund.org donor or something like that. You know what you are to me? So. You're like a person who eats toilet paper. Wow. Mm. Soiled toilet
3: paper. Ooh. Ooh, that is rough. So you're like like a, the subject of TLC's My Strange Addiction. Yes. That's how that's how low and disgusting. That's how you know who
1: you you know what you're like to me? Mm-hmm. The people who created the show, My
3: Strange Addiction. <laughs> That's how low you are The me. worst human beings on the planet. You're like if the creator <laughs> of TLC's My Strange, Ad- Strange Addiction made love to the line producer of Entourage <laughs> and they had a baby who sucked. <laughs> well, what do you think
1: are the lines on the line producer's budget for Entourage? Blow. Yeah,
0: sure.
2: <laughs> Bottle service.
1: Yeah. Bribes. Do you think they have to do you think <laughs> Bribes they, for security guards. Do you think they have to uh hire people to write fan letters to the cast of entourage to keep their spirits? <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be one of the budget items, right? Yeah. Okay. This is a QA episode. Every year here at MaximumFund.org on Jordan Jesse Go, we like to give something special to our donors mm-hmm. and this year it is a special Q&A episode of Jordan Jesse Go. Um, We have literally hundreds of questions from all over the world, from Milan to Minsk.
3: (laughs) And (laughs) a special hello to our listeners in Minsk. (laughs) I want to kiss you.
1: Um, Our first question is from Andrew. Uh, he asks, "How's the weather in Los Angeles right now?" <laughs> That's
2: funny. That's a funny question. Temperate. Yeah. Pleasant. Perfect. I would yeah. say.
1: 75 degrees
2: As today. Com- yeah. Compared to everyone else, perfect.
3: There's a uh, light breeze. Yeah. I even if, I can't complain. If we all go out, if we all go out tonight, we might want to, you know, bring a little sweater.
2: Yeah. Light jacket.
3: But maybe we won't you need, need it. it. Maybe we'll leave it in the car. Like a night, like a Barracuda, maybe. Like yeah. A 9
2: A little, yeah. Like a G9, like a like a G9.
3: Yes. I think that might be a little heavy. I might take a G7 or an 8. <laughs> oh, really? But yeah, I mean, I'm a naturally warmer sure. person. Right. <laughs> I have good circulation.
2: Core temp is a little higher than everybody yeah,
3: else's. Yeah, good core temp, strong boners.
2: Uh, I,
1: <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have problems with my boners, but I do have problems with cold feet.
2: Yeah. I don't have problems with my boners either, so. <laughs> yeah, but high five. Gold, Congratulations. Gold feet? I've got gold feet. <laughs> 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 got the Midas touch. Yeah.
1: But only below the ankle. Only below the ankle. That's what
3: you call someone. You say you got gold feet at your wedding (laughs) if you don't want to leave the altar, if you just want to keep making vows. Yeah. Oh, you have gold feet. They don't want to move.
2: Yeah. Got gold feet. They're heavy as hell.
1: (laughs) 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 What's the best advice Jordan? Okay. This is from Ryan S. Jesse, what's the best advice Jordan ever gave you? And- Vice versa, to Jordan.
3: Rhea,
0: you can, oh, I know you this can, answer. You can jump into it. What's the rest
3: the advice that
1: we ever gave you, Rhea?
2: Well, you guys clearly didn't give me advice to wear plain T-shirt and jeans today. So I feel yeah. like I— you We
3: know, are both wearing solid colored T-shirts. But you did get That's the— That's
2: my jam, too, and then I didn't wear wait, it. But,
3: but if you took off your flannel, you have a solid T-shirt underneath You're that. right.
2: You're right. So. I am wearing a flannel, as all lesbians do on the weekend. <laughs> we put it on at 3 p.m. Well, on your Friday. weekend flannel, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: You remove your weekday flannel <laughs>
2: and then put. It's very Mister Rogers.
1: Well, you need something to wear while you're improving the neighborhood. Exactly,
2: improving the neighborhood, <laughs> raising everybody else's kids that they don't want. You know all that stuff. Sure. Exactly. Taming the dogs of the neighborhood.
3: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Purchasing the Subarus.
2: <laughs> Purchasing all the Subarus. all
1: those homeless Subarus wandering <laughs> the streets. <laughs> my um uh my aunt posts on Facebook a lot because she does dog rescue. Mm-hmm. My aunt uh, is an elderly lesbian. Mm. and
2: Your aunt is not Patty Schimmel, is she?
1: No, she's oh, not. Okay. Um, my, my aunt's Gail Dorita. Anyway, my aunt Gail <laughs> runs uh, – she changed her name from uh, my family name to Dorita because Rita is uh, my, was, was my maternal grandmother's name and she wanted to get rid of my paternal grandfather's last name because it was – Uh, stank of the patriarchy
3: got it Mm. down with the patriarchy
1: she's what they call an og lesbian (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs)
3: Um, anyway she's always so she's she's not going to be hosting the oscars (laughs) no
1: (laughs) not at all too many men involved in that
3: (laughs) as soon as they eliminate best actor
1: and supporting actor (laughs) yeah well i mean she would be willing to settle for if they kept best actor and supporting actor but all the people who were nominated were latino Mm. okay she might be willing like if they were good at dance Okay. And gay. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So what I was going to say is, so she posts pictures of the dogs that she's training and rescuing, but she does, uh, I forget what it's called, Arctic breeds. Mm, like uh, Huskies? And- Huskies and Malamutes. Okay. And they're spectacularly beautiful dogs, but I honestly can't, my aunt is, is now coming up on 75. Sure. She's very energetic and healthy. But like a Malamute, she's going to be eaten by these dogs at <laughs> yeah. some point,
2: or just dragged around the city of Los Angeles for hours on end. <laughs> she did that.
1: She she and her uh, former partner used to take their dogs to the, this park in Oakland with a sled on wheels and mush the dogs. Oh my god, it was amazing. That Can you imagine a more beautiful, beautiful. Oakland lesbian moment <laughs> than mushing
3: your husky off kids. into the sunset? Uh. um advice advice we, uh so I mean, I guess I can't think of anything really in particular. I can't think of a you know a fortune cookie moment, but I think in general something I told you just to just just ask your doctor for Viagra, like you don't even say like <laughs> i have I'm having problems, but just say, can I have some Viagra they just-, just point into your mouth and say, <laughs> yeah. give me yum yum boner pills, yeah, and then hope he puts them in right, uh. Yeah, I mean I think in general like my my kind of, you know, one of my eternal struggles is always going to be doormatness, like just being kind of a guy who goes with the flow and maybe doesn't speak his mind and maybe like, you know, sidesteps sidesteps conflict so that, you know, in theory the, you know, greater whole will be happy. And I think Jesse you always do a good job of like, you know, encouraging me to, you know, speak up and not to, you know, and not to you know, just take things lying down and to, you know, just kind of be upfront about what I would like and what I would like people to do, where I want them to put the boner pills, right. the yum-yum <laughs> boner pills. Um, I, uh, so, yeah, and I think that's always that's always a good inspiration because I know you are a very, like, upfront guy and you are a guy who's really good about, you know, kind of taking the bull by the horn. So it's always always very inspirational. What a Thank beautiful, much, like, Jordan.
2: kind biff to a uh, George McFly moment, this <laughs> sure is, a little bit, you know?
3: That's My son will go on to invent rock and roll, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Through some sort of time and travel skateboarding. contrivance and skateboarding.
1: If you're at home and keeping track of Rhea's Back to the Future illusions, that's <laughs> one.
3: one.
1: I was going to say... If um, you're playing along at home, drink. Drink, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, um, you know, when I, Jordan graduated, Jordan and I did the, the Sound of Young America, the predecessor to both Bullseye and this show, uh, through college, and Jordan was a year behind me in college, so... I did the show with Jordan, Jordan's senior year of college while I was living in San Francisco. And then when Jordan graduated from school, he moved to Los Angeles right away. He's from Orange County, which is nearby but also in some ways a world away. Um, And he just moved to Los Angeles and just fucking started taking care of business in terms of uh, following his entertainment industry goals and dreams. Um, And that was a great inspiration for me when I was – trying to figure out how to um, uh how to get out of you know I mean I had all these I had a lot of really talented friends in San Francisco and um you know doing things in San Francisco but it's a it's a very small pond as they say and um I don't I don't think I ever if it weren't for Jordan's example I don't know if I would have been able to move to uh Los Angeles and do what, you know, what we've done with MaximumFun.org. I don't think MaximumFun.org is something that could have been based in San Francisco. So um, I'm very grateful to you, you for that would have
3: made You it, it, might have turned into a co-op or something. Yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been pushed out a couple years ago. I would have been ago. running
1: yeah. MaximumFun.org, but it sure. would have been a trail mix company.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: The, the fun is the little bits of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and the...
3: The crickets, the crickets, yeah, sure. It's crickets for protein. Ria, yeah. do you? I mean, I know you guys have not been doing Wham Bam Pow for that long, but I mean, I guess you've known your co-hosts for a while. Do oh, you? Yeah. Do you? Do you gather any strength from their examples?
2: Oh, for sure. I, mean, I know they're I mean, both
3: horrible people.
2: Yeah, but... they're both the worst people. Well, can the I best just people. say,
3: Ricky
1: is is behavior isn't that horrible? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't necessarily – but he is a real dick to deal with, just yeah. to talk to. Just,
2: and, like, his opinions are always the worst. Yeah. I feel like they're always the opposite of what I think of. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, never getting a good read on something. No, and Ricky, just cold. He's and just, just cold. He's cold yeah. and detached and quiet, Yeah, which always makes you uncomfortable. A
3: real Joaquin real
0: Phoenix type.
2: <laughs> real, real her kind of a dude, you mm-hmm. know, just yeah, in sure. his own world talking to a lady on a phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, no, Ricky is great. <laughs> he actually – helped me like be you know more outspoken on the podcast and then and cameron is a great host she sets up both of us for success and you know she's jamming through stand-up and everything it's great we have a great time that's excellent i love doing that show with those guys because even if we disagree we have a great conversation about it yeah which is super fun and i think that's what people like about the show
1: do you want to read this question from James D. Jordan? I would. I, I
3: gotta take. Ooh.
2: A, is I it gotta from take James a, Dean?
3: <laughs> yes. Help me. Help me get out of this limbo dimension. My soul is trapped. I'm I stuck
2: need... in Laurel Canyon.
3: That's not the real thing, but it's close. Yeah, that's when when old Hollywood stars die. They go to yeah. a dimension called <laughs> get Laurel stuck Canyon. In the Canyon. Yeah, he's there with River Phoenix. Uh, while you uh, while you read this question, I'll just be drinking this glass of water. <laughs> After being legally blind for my entire adult nope, nope, life, nope. I recently had my sight restored. Wow. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> what
3: Jesus, you say. Horri- they can do that now? <laughs> they can restore the sight of the blind? Wow. Hooray medicine. That's blowing my mind. Uh wow what visually oriented experiences have I been missing out on? What should I see first? Oh my god, the world? Yeah. Probably? Anything? Like basically, a sunset? A, a sunset? Anything but boners.
2: Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't looked at Instagram oh, yet. There's so. Instagram. <laughs> there's there's, oh, there's
3: Instagram. There's Vine. There's a world of amazing apps to look at on Cinemagram. a phone.
2: Cinemagram? It was only around for a little while, but you should check it out <laughs> there's anyway. There's some good stuff on there's there. Some there's good
3: some good stuff. stuff. Can Snapchat? <laughs> Can
1: I say z- Zombo.com is mostly just a soundtrack, Yeah, but you Previously, someone had to explain to you that there wasn't really anything happening on the screen, and that's part of what made it sure. funny. Um, so now you can see that with your own eyes. Now you
2: can get it. Oh, my goodness gracious.
1: My first instinct is Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. Uh, when I went there, I was like 10, so take it with a grain of salt. Sure. But as I recall, it was fucking mind-blowing. It
2: really I went as an a Well, if 18, as an adult, but... I went as an 18-year-old. It old. is
1: for my purposes. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. You're
1: talking
3: about me. <laughs> I sell
1: pornography
3: <laughs> at a convenience at cigarettes. store. Yeah. At, a con-
2: yeah. at the Grand Canyon. I sell porn <laughs>
3: at the Grand, Grand Canyon. Grand 7-Eleven. Are you
2: 18? Come on in. Let's make some porn.
3: You want a copy of Grand Canyons <laughs> to look at while uh, you look at the Grand Canyon?
2: Donkey rides. Anyway. <laughs> donkey rides. Um, yeah. But I went as donkey an 18-year-old. And like being an 18-year-old, I was like, pfft. <laughs> who gives a shit about the grand canyon i've seen some things in my life and then i walked up to it and almost fell over from <laughs> its grandeur cuz it is real. it's like sublime it's in, you can't fathom how big it is until you're standing right next to it then you're just like holy shit it's like it was hey it was like when we were on the boat in
1: mm-hmm. the middle of
2: the atlantic ocean
1: right boat party dot biz you, boat
2: party dot biz which i think has a new lineup right
1: oh absolutely <laughs>
2: which looks pretty good yeah boat but uh yeah like biz. looking out so maybe go on a boat. Get on a boat in the Atlantic Ocean. Look at the horizon. See, look yeah. at that thing. Look at that horizon
3: thing. I'm going to suggest the films of Zack Snyder. <laughs> I mean, because you already, you've probably heard the, the that that crackling dialogue, oh, okay. right? Tense.
2: You've heard the slow motion,
3: meaty, meaty of <laughs> and you're aware that maybe slow motion. But I mean, just I mean the v- beautiful, unnecessary slow motion. I think will really.
2: And then, of course, watch Back to the Future.
3: Yeah, so. Back to the Future.
2: That's three for everybody playing at home.
3: Yeah, get you a, maybe. I mean, it's serious, uh, serious. film maybe get you a nice Blu-ray. Yep. Uh, of a uh, of an Alfred Hitchcock movie, something yeah. that's been lovingly restored, like not a, the
2: Criterion, not a copy transfer. They sure, yeah, fully restored. All be-
3: these are all beautiful movies. Can I ask? Could they could they maybe go to a movie theater and see it? No, no, you are not going to watch that at home. You're not going <laughs> to want to go out to the movie <laughs> <Okay>. theater. <laughs> You're
2: going to have to there's look at There's too much people. shit to see.
3: It would be overwhelming. No, yeah. I mean, you want to check out the shit around your house, too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a pet in there you can look at. Yeah. Oh. Look at a pet. Yeah, can I recommend looking at a scruffy dog? <laughs> sure. There's all sorts of fun pets to look at. Look
2: up Murph the Derf, the uh, <laughs> hashtag on Instagram. That's my dog. He's pretty damn cute. Oh, cool. So, huh.
1: How's that spelled?
2: M U R P H T H E D E R P H. <clears throat>
1: Murph the, the derf. derf. I got gotcha. you. OK. Here's one from Dave. I feel like we've solved this guy's problem. Well, yeah, a right. combination of us and modern medicine have solved this guy's
3: problem. <laughs> us, modern medicine. Also,
2: and the... shoot a video of yourself looking at something for the yeah, first time because you'll be make fun. a million dollars and make everybody in the United States cry their eyes out. But again,
1: the if, you, if there's any way to do this, never look at genitals. No, they're weird. <laughs> they're only going to disappoint you.
2: Yeah, you would think be they would be
1: the most spectacularly
3: beautiful part of the entire like human a butterfly body. Yeah.
2: in somebody's crotch, but it's really not.
3: Hey, if you're someone, uh, if you're someone who's sexually interested in women, check out some tits. Oh yeah. God! And ma- yeah,
2: Grand Tetons. <laughs>
3: yeah. Either both way. both the mountain range. <laughs> oh, yeah. either way with the Grand. <laughs> Tetons. Both the mountain range and the old-time burlesque star. Exactly, Grandy Tetons. <laughs> Okay. Start
2: at the Grand Tetons and <laughs> head on down to the Grand Canyon.
3: You'll have yourself a day.
1: Sure. Okay. Here's a question from David S. What jobs would Jordan be willing to quit the podcast for?
3: Well, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a short list, Frank, because you know I I enjoy this show. It's one, right. one of the great pleasures of my week. Um, so you know it would have to be something just totally amazing. So like. Barista at one of those nice coffee shops, <laughs> like a nice, one. like a nice where the guys wear like bow ties, where
1: they do drip coffee.
3: Yeah, right? they do. Yeah, where they put it into a little like, graduated cylinder. Oh, so, like yeah, a nice coffee place. And
2: then it drips down an inclined plane. Yeah,
3: Is it go, and you're... it goes through the whole game mouse trap. <laughs> the guy dives <laughs> and in it to the cup, and then your espresso. And ready. then you give a guy nine dollars.
2: <laughs> and they look like iron workers. Yes, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Kind of they're, yeah, they're real
3: blue collar Joes, <laughs> um, or you know, like I guess cleaning out the bathrooms of a fat burger? right. Mm-hmm that i mean that i mean but i mean what are the pie in the sky chances that that'll happen
1: i mean it's i mean it's only a regional chain so seemed, yeah. i mean there's probably only 25 30
3: outlets i mean if that i mean maybe they'll start opening them up in arizona then i'll have an, you know right. another it depends whether they can get the fried eggs there <laughs> <laughs> that's why
1: it's the famous thing about
3: fat burger yeah um, I mean, I think I, I don't I mean, I don't I can't see any reason that as long as like people continue to support the podcast and it doesn't, you know, become some sort of Broadway review, I wouldn't be able to keep <laughs> doing it. Would you be willing to do the Broadway review? A, If the price was right and I didn't have to do too much singing. What about dancing? Yeah, I'll do a lot of dancing. <laughs> You'll hoof. I will want to be the dance captain. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. you want that C on your jersey?
1: Mm-hmm. I think people let me ask you this. People genuinely get worried about this, so let's set their hearts straight. Every each episode could be the last. (laughs) No, like mostly, I think for both of us, Mm -hmm. Jordan Jesse Go is something that we enjoy doing, and uh, we're getting paid to do. Mm -hmm. Thanks to the fact that you guys support it, and so um, you know, to the best of our ability, it's something that we'll continue to do. Right. Yeah, like totally. even if we got another job, like Jordan getting a writing job or something like that, which would be wonderful uh, for all of us, wouldn't mean the end of Jordan Jessica.
3: No, yeah. So I don't think you have to root against me <laughs> if you're for some reason the uh, if you're some reason the showrunner of a TV show who likes the show. You're like, I'd hire the guy, but, but if, then the podcast would go away. Want to listen to this on my commute? <laughs> right, I got to go all the way to fucking Burbank. <laughs> um. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I, yeah, again, it's just, again, uh, because you are listening to this, you're one of the good ones who supports it. And that's, that's the reason we still do it. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Here's a question for you, Jordan. Uh, and I'm going to open this one mm. up to Rhea, too. What, this is from Jimmy M. What would be your dream professional project? How close are you to having that dream become real? mm mm-hmm. You've already had your own sneaker, Rio. so oh, yeah. that's pretty much oh, that's your dream. Oh, right. You had a skateboarding shoe. <laughs>
3: yeah. So are you just, like, waiting to die at this point? <laughs> I'm, just,
2: I'm just riding it riding it out, getting my five-cent residual check
3: every day. Do you get, like, a For little a, shoe check every I now and then? I get a shoe
2: check every now and then. Put it in a shoe box mm-hmm. after I catch it. Because that feels like it's where it should go. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, since I've already had my own professional shoe, I mean, I guess, you know, my pie in the sky idea would be to have a professional car.
3: Mm.
0: Of my
2: own with my name on it. You know, with like a Mr. Fusion.
0: Oh,
3: Uh, ding, ding, ding. Drink, drink, drink. That's four. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that one. perhaps In Back to the Future 2, that's how they they put like garbage in there to power the car. Mr. Fusion.
2: Mr. Fusion, which also, uh, eagle-eyed viewers, might notice that uh, Mr. Fusion shows up in one of the opening shots of Alien. Didn't know that. Because it is made out of a German espresso grinder. So wow. they just retrofitted it, put it on the car. That's great. And it's also I, in the background fun, that of That is
3: a fun fact. You know when they talk about fun facts? It's a fun fact. That's basically what they're talking I'm
2: about. I'm a human pop-up video.
1: <laughs> Rhea, my neighbor had a DeLorean for a while. Would oh, you really? like to have your own DeLorean? I
2: would love to have my own DeLorean. Hmm. Oh, I would love it. I watched that. Uh, it's not. That they're not that expensive. No, they're not. They're also, I they're think, such really terrible hard cars. to maintain. <laughs> yeah. Any, they're
1: not
3: practical to drive. Yeah,
2: they have a, that engine in the back there and the... Goal wings. They're death traps. You got to roll out of them. Could you imagine washing one of those things too all the time? That stainless steel construction. I mean, as it makes long the as... flux dispersal. Watch out.
3: Yeah, I hear that. Sorry. The only way to wash a DeLorean is you can only it can only be blonde women in bikinis and <laughs> yeah. cheap trick has to be playing or else.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right. Or else right. it just won't get clean. Yeah.
3: Uh, what about you, Jordan? Dream professional project. I mean, we've already... I mean, if I could score one of these fucking barista jobs. Yeah. Right. Get myself a nice uh, ukulele girlfriend. Sure. Settle down. Call it a life. Hang out in Ikea. Uh, yeah, hang out in Ikea. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I could totally hang out at Ikea. Uh, oh, uh, so, joke answer that. Uh, real answer, uh, yeah. I mean, my thing is I kind of want to be the staff writer on a TV show. Mm. Um, uh, so, yeah, like... Um, like an archer, like a Bob's Burgers, like a um, trying to think of a non-cartoon. There are none. <laughs> those no those are the only two shows. Daily Show, yeah, yeah Daily Show, Conan, Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. If only, if only. <laughs> uh, I dare not shoot that high. Um, that is a lovely show. So yeah, that's kind of what I would like to be. Uh, like to to that would be I, that would be what I want my next job to be. So and I I will say mm-hmm. that. Um,
1: while you are not any of those mm-hmm. at the moment, Jordan is, because I think people don't understand how show business works, Jordan's the kind of, at the stage in his career where his name is in contention.
3: Sure. Yeah, these are all jobs that I have swung at, and uh, maybe maybe these were foul balls, um, yeah. not home runs. Uh, but yeah, and also I think something um, something that I think People who aren't around it a lot don't get about show business. Is that I think the stereotype people have is that you are either a guy who's on TV or you're destitute, you're or you're like a <laughs> yeah. guy, right? You or you know, you I think live
2: in the Grand Canyon. And I think people even
3: kind of maybe like that idea of the actor who, or the you know, the showbiz person who is you know living on. You know, uh, unemployment or something like that. A single
2: bean. A single, yeah. Just like eating
3: like a (laughs) a Depression-era hobo. (laughs) uh, Just cutting up a bean and serving it (laughs) to his other friends. But, yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, I'm kind of a a show business wandering Ronin right now. Um, Yeah, and it's kind of fun. You get to do a new weird thing every week and – you know, feed, uh, feed alternate jokes to David Hasselhoff. And uh, yeah, it's all really, really fun. Um, I think sometimes of, of our buddies, all of whom I
1: think at this point mm-hmm. have been on Jordan Jesse Go, who are in the comedy group Naked Babies, who aren't Rob Cordry. Sure. Now, obviously, Rob Cordry became a famous person, mm-hmm. and so he's not sweating it. Uh, I mean, he probably is sweating. Yeah. Nobody, I hear nobody he works st-
2: out a lot, so he's probably sweating. I, I'm pretty sure no one
1: in show business, uh, the reason that they're sweating, it, like, stops sweating because they're earning enough money. Yeah. Like, that's not the reason that people in show business sweat. It has to do with deep inside issues. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's causing the sweat. But anyway, like a John Ross Bowie. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, John Ross Bowie is a guy where... Uh, you know, unless you were a comedy fan, you probably wouldn't know who John mm-hmm. Ross Bowie was. You guys, probably who are listening, probably probably know him at least from Jordan Jesse Go. But you know, John Ross Bowie's making a good living, supporting his family. Sometimes he's in a commercial. Sometimes he does a few episodes on a television program. Sometimes he sells a pilot. Sometimes he does this.
3: Sometimes he does yeah, that. Yeah, totally. And that, and that's and that's and that's something that I feel like I'm 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 doing pretty well at these days. And it's not maybe something. It's not how I would like to live my entire life. But it's actually kind of nice for now. And I definitely like. I'm really, really thankful that I am in a zone and in a world that supports a creative person who can be middle class. It's kind of fucking awesome, <laughs> and I get bummed sometimes that I'm not doing better or I'm not getting my dream job. So I'm like, you know what? This is cool. This is plenty cool. Cat's getting food. The rent's getting paid.
1: I, I think it's also nice that folks who are the folks who are listening to this support Jordan Jesse Go, which means that you, you know, part of your a significant part of your middle class income sure. can come from doing a podcast. Yeah, right.
3: Week. Um, like uh, read joke answers aside, I guess I don't oh, yeah. know too much about your long-term career goals. Do you have mm. something in mind beyond podcast host?
2: Well, I'd comedian? like to make a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that uh, realistically depicts gay people, specifically lesbians. Okay, that I would like to do. That's like in a
1: women's prison? funny in
2: a, yeah, like in a women's prison, <laughs> and they're like they're just like and heavy. tasteful sex scenes.
1: Yeah. yeah, I basically
2: want to make Orange is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah I'd like to make a TV show. I'd like to be in a TV show. You know. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to do that cuz I think, you know, there there've been there's a lot of uh gay people on TV, trans people on TV, lesbians on TV, and I think we're getting there. We we always need more, you know. Yeah, for sure. It I... almost feels like a little bit of like, "Eh, we got it. Yeah, we got it." Yeah. We already yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Laura Prepod. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> um but it would be nice to see actual cuz like Orange is the New Black is great. <clears throat> it's a great example of having actual gay people and some straight people sure. play gay people. Uh and then of course a transgender person playing a transgender person. Uh but you don't super get to see that like on, you know, like network T V. Sure. And are gonna... there yeah,
1: are there lesbian characters on network television at no. the moment?
2: Yeah. Not right now. I mean there's a lot of lesbians. Honestly around. Not... <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: they
2: there are exist. a lot of lesbians. Uh, but, yeah, they just are – we're a real quiet crowd.
0: Hmm.
1: It's like trying to find – an. it's like to go, going on TV trying to find an Asian person that's not doing karate.
2: Right. <laughs> or is not like on a computer. To like, be fair, <laughs> they might be
3: doing kung fu. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Or, or Tai Chi. Yeah. Okay. One <laughs> of the deadly martial arts. <laughs> Jesse, do you have something you feel like you want to do with your career that you haven't been able to? Man, you
1: know um, – yeah, I'm, I'm so it's funny like i've never none of my the only career plan that i had was to become a very successful public radio host um, and on the one hand i am a huge success at that in the sense that i have my own public radio show that's distributed by npr on the other hand to be perfectly frank I'm a huge failure at that (laughs) Um, in the sense that my own show that is distributed by NPR is, like, the least successful NPR show by a factor of, like, five. (laughs) Like, Latino USA and only a game have, like, seven times more listeners than Bullseye does. Um, And so, I mean, the easy answer would be I would would like to have my show Bullseye be – you know, be a real national show instead of a fake national show because I've been working on that for 10 or 12 years. But I'm not very good at visions. Like, my dad once asked me, like, what do you want to do in five or 10 years? Mm -hmm. And I really couldn't answer that question. I have a really hard time opening myself up to, uh, I guess, the possibility of disappointment that goes with having a grand idea. And so I'm a very, very, very incremental I'm very incremental (laughs) on everything that I do. Um, But maybe like – I mean my ideal job would be to have a talk show on TV that was – that I wasn't that famous from uh, like but I got to do whatever I wanted. Like the amount of famous where like maybe at most – once a day, someone recognized me. <laughs>
3: More than that, though.
0: Yeah, well, I don't much.
1: like, I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, somebody recognized me yesterday at an estate sale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really nice. Like, at the yeah, amount of great. famous, It's fa- totally fun. You, the, any of us is, like, it's really cool when somebody comes just comes up to you out of the blue and says they really appreciate your work. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. you can imagine, sure. no matter what kind of work you do, when somebody appreciates <clears> it, it's really nice. It's just like, you know, If I worked at Macy's and somebody came back, I used to work at Macy's, Mm -hmm. and when somebody would come back in again and say, oh, you know, you helped me last time. belt, It's working out great. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It really
2: does match those shoes. (laughs) You were 100 percent correct.
1: They are the same color black. (laughs) But I'm not that keen on being famous in general. And so I don't think I could ever like the sacrifices involved in like hosting The Tonight Show or something Mm. are just definitely not worth it to me.
2: Because you know of I the mean? amount of work or the amount of, uh, like, regard that you would have in, in public? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I just don't – I wouldn't want to be bothered yeah. with that. It's not – like I said, the famous part is not that appealing to me. So the un, the discomfort that comes with the being famous is so not worth it. Like, people – I mean, you know, when you even when you're a little bit famous, like, you have to deal with a lot of people assuming intents for you because – Whatever, your significance in their mind is greater than the relationship that you have, so they have to sort of fill the gap.
2: And they don't but, realize that you don't know what that is? Yeah. That you're not on the same page, even though you've been sort of talking to them for, like, years and years of
1: yeah, each other's lives? So those, those kinds of things, I don't, you know, I, I'd rather not be bothered with any of that kind of stuff. I, the most famous, I, I decided when I was in college, like, the most famous that I would really like to be is, like, Bob Odenkirk famous. <laughs> Which is to say, like, as famous – as, and this is pre-Breaking Pre, Bad. I was
2: going to yeah. say, is this pre-Sell?
1: Pre-Breaking Bad, Bob Odenkirk famous would be my, like, lo- ideal level of fame. Like where somebody might come up to me and tell me that they liked my work, but most people who didn't like my work would not have any idea who
0: I was.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got one last one from Jimmy M. Oh, no, two more from Jimmy M. Sorry. Uh, Jesse, if you decided to retire from Bullseye tomorrow, who would you call to take your place?
1: Mm, that's an interesting question. That's a tough one.
3: You know, we had a bunch of uh, we had
1: a bunch of guest hosts recently mm-hmm. on Bullseye. That were people that I really admire. I think probably Jordan was the standout amongst them. Um, Great uh, job,
3: thank you, thank I,
1: you. I happen to know that I, I happen to know that uh, Jordan's life goal isn't to host a public radio
0: show. <laughs> yes. So I probably yes, so I would,
3: I would I appreciate the invitation. But yeah, if it was a permanent thing, um, but Jordan did it. I mean, basically, when I hosted, Tom Bissell was doing all the work. John, Tom <laughs> to is a real to tell you the truth. You um, got Bissell in there. You just let him go.
1: I would have said Mike Pesca, mm-hmm. uh, but Mike Pesca just got a new job hosting a, a show for Slate. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about that. Show. Yeah, our friend Mike Pesca just left NPR. Big loss for NPR. I thought he was the real untapped talent at NPR, and Slate went ahead and tapped him.
2: Yeah, apparently it was, he wasn't tapped. Yeah, <laughs> tap that ass. That's <laughs> what I say, Slate. Tap that keg of a buddy.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> Mike Pesca's is really great. I like that I, one.
3: <laughs> I like that.
1: I had a really great time doing the show uh, as a uh, duo with uh, Julie Klausner last mm-hmm. year. I thought she did a really great job. I also think she doesn't particularly care about doing uh, hosting a public radio show. Um, but if I had – honestly, when I was doing the show with Julie, if I had had the budget to hire Julie, Julie to co-host the show with me, I would have. Um, and – It's funny, you know, like it's a very uh, – long-form interviewing is just a very specific skill. So it's sort of hard to know who would be good at it. You know what I mean? Like I could tell you people that I think are cool and interesting but whether they'd be good at it or not. I think
3: like – I mean podcasts and web shows are such interesting things because the kind of go-to format for all of these things is interviews. Like it's the thing that works best on a lot of those. Um, And you see a lot of like – charismatic people, like charismatic, hilarious people who get interview-based podcasts and web shows and just stink at it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not to say that they can't get any better because they probably will. But yeah, definitely like it's this thing that people don't assume is a skill. They just – I think they think if you're a fun, good-looking person who can say a funny thing occasionally – you'll just, that's what an interviewer is. But yeah, it's definitely like a specific skill set that I think uh, people don't appreciate. Yeah, I mean, Because I... I think that's kind of part of it is if you can't you're doing it, it right, right, people don't realize it's you're doing like, anything. It's
2: just like with stand-up or any other sort of, I don't know, magical experience right. where you hide. It's not a sport where you're like, look at how good I am at this, <laughs> where you're like, I have to hide myself for this to look like it's working. And you think I'm just coming up with it. But I've yeah, practiced exactly. this for exactly. a long, long time. I, I, I have a vote for...
1: Oh, who's your who vote?
2: I, actually, my vote is uh, Dave Holmes, the new host of Dave, Dave Holmes International Waters. You know,
1: Dave is a really, really wonderful host. And uh, Dave hosted uh, The Sound of Young America, I think it was, it still was, when uh, my son Simon was born a couple of years ago uh, and did a great job. But one of the things that struck me when Dave was hosting was, you know, Dave has been a television host for decades now um, and is... So trained on being a television host, it struck me that I don't think his television hosting skills served him as a radio interviewer. Um, And, uh, you know, he he, like I said, he did an exceptionally good job, but I could hear him approaching it like it was a television interview. Mm -hmm. And it's a different thing. I know that because I it's really hard for me to check my radio interviewing at the door when I do interviews for Put This On um, it's a totally different thing mm-hmm. um, because of what plays on camera versus what plays in conversation on audio. And um, but Dave is a Dave's a totally great idea. I don't know. Like I, I'm always so I'm I'm so impressed that Fresh Air found Dave Davies. Yeah, like because I think Dave Davies is exceptionally good. And Fresh Air has had many good people in the past, Barbara gave and lots of other sort of second fiddles to uh, uh, Terry Gross. But, like, you know, I think Dave Davies is is uh, shoulder to shoulder with Terry Gross. And, like, I mean, they must have been so stoked when they found him. Sure. <laughs> you know, they're like, what, this, this guy from the newspaper
3: can do this? <laughs> the Philadelphia newspaper?
1: Yeah. You know
2: what they probably said? Mr. Dave Davies, you are a breath of fresh air.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's probably is what they I feel like said. That's
2: what they put on the cake when they hired him. One, one more, one
3: more, f- one more from Jimmy M, and this, he's taken up a lot of time here. But I do think this is a very good one, and is really something you can uh, you can you can join in on too. What is your ideal breakfast? And this is something I feel I have a very specific answer mm. to this. Want me to go first? Go, uh, go for it. Yeah, if you got
2: actually it. like my ideal breakfast today, in the mood that I'm in right now, is. A very specific bagel sandwich from a very small bagel chain. Mm. Bagel chain. God, I hate saying the word bagel. But I love great. to eat it. It sounds great. It always just sounds so Midwestern. The bagel. <laughs> I almost myself a bagel. Anyway, the out of the chain's a, from, called Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Brueger's Bagels. Uh, it's in like northeastern Ohio and a little bit of Chicago. But man, they put something in there. It's a Leonardo da Veggie. It's actually a lunch sandwich, <laughs> but I still eat it but for they, breakfast. Yeah, okay.
3: They, cause they serve it.
2: Yeah, they serve it all day long. Yeah. And then I just say, hey, it's breakfast. I can call it what I want. Sure. Um, and it's great. It has little roasted red peppers that are the pickled kind, mm-hmm. not the mm. not the hard kind. And then they put some, like, veggie. You're making uh, a gesture, cringes. but the
1: audience can't hear that. No, gesture. I know.
2: I'm just trying to conjure up the words that I couldn't mm. think of in a, a Munster on there. Oh, that's my favorite breakfast. Plus, oh, their nice coffee is very delicious. Okay. Yeah, a nice Munster.
1: I have two answers. Mm-hmm. One is, like, I think my favorite breakfast food, which maybe was part of the question, mm-hmm. is corned beef hash.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like a corned beef hash.
1: But I like <clears> – <throat> it's hard to find corned beef hash because you usually end up with one of two things. Number one, cor- canned corned beef hash. No good. Well, I still like it. But,
3: <laughs> but, but if, you're, if you're paying for it at a restaurant. Yeah,
1: I wish it was better than canned. Sure. Um, number two is the fancy corned beef hash, mm. which I'm always feel like the chunks are too big. It's not crisped enough. <clears throat> it's more like a mix sure. than it is a hash. Mm. And I'm always disappointed by it. And I wish that somebody would just take the basic form of corned beef hash without adding any weird shit to it to prove that it's fancy and just do a good job of making it.
2: Just make the thing.
1: You know, in you the know? way that people make fancy biscuits now? Yeah,
2: or oh, sure. even fancy, you know, uh, breakfast potatoes. Yeah. Get your crazy stuff out of here. Just some salt and pepper.
1: Also, biscuits and, and gravy it. is my other favorite. Delicious. However, I that having been said, my j- actual ideal breakfast, if you want to know my actual mm-hmm. ideal breakfast is... Pussy half of a carne asada super burrito from the night mm. before yeah mm. because you you gotta marinate the sure. stump you got to marinate the stump got let that stump go
3: uh me big glass of water mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. eggs over easy mm-hmm Toast, mm-hmm. wheat toast, pre buttered. I don't want to butter it myself. Mm-hmm. I want them to butter it for mm-hmm. me. They do a better job. But plus, it's bad. probably the butter's too butter's too cold at your table. Absolutely.
2: I see. I love cold butter. But mm, interesting. Weirdo, I want to. So. i, just, are you, I wanna... tearing
3: up your bread all over yeah, the place.
2: Yeah, I just flop it in the middle, and then it's Maybe, like a do you little just hate toast bread? taco with <laughs> with butter.
3: You know what? <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't I on board until you said toast taco. Toast
2: taco, <laughs> uh,
3: eggs over easy, bacon, pre buttered toast uh hash browns i'll take a little fruit cup on the side not a lot of melon let's have 50% melon 50% other be nice if there mm-hmm. were some blueberries in wait, there wait half melon is a fair amount of melon really i mean i feel like when it gets into three quarters honeydew. melon i mean i like the melon <laughs> i is enjoy enc- the melon
1: i mean it depends whether it's a good melon or a bad whether the melons in
2: season Ab- I hate, you know that's, that's, uh, the that's real absolutely a and then your rind to flesh ratio uh, sure that also factors into I'll it. throw a what. little
3: wheel of grapefruit in there, please. <laughs> if we I'm talking about diner fruit cups. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it when they throw a little grapefruit in. And get those in.
2: fancy raspberries out of there. I don't want yeah, a raspberry in my sure. fruit cup. Keep Can it I ask- too tart? Keep it soggy. Too tart. Soggy Can I ask you and and a question, sweet.
1: please? How do you feel about a maraschino cherry in there? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, la di da, Mr. Fancy
0: Pants.
2: <laughs> I forgot I'm- to tell you guys one of my favorite breakfast foods though. What's like that? as a kid that I still eat to this day. What's that real? Chocolate fudge Pop Tart. <laughs> Not toasted. Wow. One of my favorite jams.
1: It's right out of the foil, huh?
2: Right out of the foil Just and in my mouth.
1: Pure coconut oil. Yeah. <laughs> Just nothing but Loop. them saturated fats. Yeah, it
2: feels
3: great. It feels so good. Um this is okay. That's pretty on? Good. Good, yeah, breakfast, good breakfast. Yeah, choices, good everybody. breakfast choices, everybody. Yeah, good picks. Uh from Matt M. Jesse, would you want Jordan to babysit your kids? Jordan, if you did babysit, what activities would you plan?
1: No. I would, but once they're, I'm going to say, my I don't my, know
3: how to take care of a baby.
1: My, yeah, my kids are two years apart. Yeah. I think when my kids are five and three, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, how long has it been since you changed a diaper, Jordan? <sighs> I know you got some nieces and nephews. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right? Um, I mean, not
3: nieces and nephews, cousins. Yeah, cousin I've got a lot of that. I've got a lot of yeah. that stuff. Um, I maybe changed a diaper at Christmas. Like, I feel like Jordan would be— That was my be, Christmas present. <laughs> I feel like I would
1: feel very comfortable with Jordan babysitting my, uh, like, uh, ele- elementary school kids. Oh, yeah, or, I'll take some of those. Or, you know, <laughs> older toddlers. But, like, Simon—even now, Simon at two and a half— there's, like, so many weird, complicated Ugh. things that you just have to be around them time. No, all I don't even time. want to – I, would, I would, <laughs> or, don't even want to think about it. Or have already had a, had a kid. So so I would say, like, the earliest I would think about it would be, uh, like, three and a half and six. Okay. Something like so that. So we're talking,
2: what, 2020? 2019?
1: Well, what,
3: what that's going to be our right activity. Now? We're going to watch 2020. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Can I tell you guys something crazy? Yeah. I am, like, the most feminist modern woman for this reason. I have never changed a diaper in my entire on life. On principle?
3: <laughs> no, I've just
2: never done it.
3: Have you ever I've cooked never, something barefoot?
2: No, never in my <laughs> life. I've never done anything for a man ever in my life. <laughs> no favors, no nothing. I've never even said thank you to a single man.
3: <laughs> well, they don't deserve it. <laughs> um, yeah, for as activities go, yeah, watching 2020 is one. Um, maybe just like a little like, tutorial on how to like cope with disappointment. <laughs> sure. And loss. You know, just stuff that maybe they aren't getting with you guys. Uh, Rachel P. Uh, Jesse, do you listen to One Bad Mother, and do you and Teresa talk about it? I listened
1: to One Bad—I helped develop One Bad Mm -hmm. Mother, so I listened to it a lot when
3: we were piloting it and coming up with segments. So you're kind of like what Mark Wahlberg did to Entourage. Yes.
2: (laughs) Or like what Donnie Wahlberg did for the Mm Wahlbergers.
3: Yes, I
1: presume so. You've lost me now. Um I uh was Donnie the one that was in The New Kids on the Block?
2: Indeed he was and he was my favorite. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I think it was the rat tail that he had for oh. a really long time. I really I really related to that. <laughs> sure. He <laughs> found it a relatable hairstyle. It Was a relatable hairstyle.
1: I think only uh, I think only a young sporty lesbian can get into New Kids on the Block on the grounds that they find them relatable. Oh yeah. Like there's no other dude. demographic category <laughs> yeah. that relates to them. That to – th-
2: yeah, you're totally right. Because they're
1: too straight for little gay boys. Right. They're too, or they're too least, dreamy for little straight girls. And
2: little gay boys would just be into them as sex objects, sure, right. sexual objects. So right. they wouldn't be like looking up to them. They would yeah. be into them. So yeah, you're right. You know, They're only relatable to lesbians, yeah. which is very funny.
1: Well, and Boston's other Boston street toughs.
2: <laughs> street penguin dancers. <laughs> right.
1: Um I don't listen to one bad mother now for this same I'm worried. Teresa I think is very careful about not talking sure. shit about me. But I, <laughs>
3: talking shit. I like that's how you put it. I kind
1: of want fucking Jesse. <laughs> fucking asshole. I want I sort of feel like there's two things. One is I want her to feel like she can do – she can say what she wants without me looking over her shoulder. Mm -hmm. The other is uh, I I don't want to be giving unwanted advice. And I think if I was listening, I would feel obliged to give advice. Mm -hmm. I'd be moved to do Mm -hmm. so. Um, Especially because while I think Teresa would want my advice, it's really Biz's show. Mm -hmm. Like Teresa is – you know, it's Biz's show. Teresa is the co-host. Biz is the host. Biz <coughs> is, it cuts the show. Biz produces the show. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I yeah, I'm, I i wouldn't wa- like, I would feel like I would want to say something. Like, if I heard it, I would think, oh, I have this idea. I should tell Teresa. And then p- that puts Teresa in the position of going to, you know what I mean? Sure.
3: Yeah. I think that's a fine policy. I think that when 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 two podcasters are in a relationship, if they are on the same show, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, probably should just uh, stay out of each
1: other's podcasts. Do you find Cameron talks a lot of shit about you, Rhea? She's
2: just constantly talking shit about it me. It even came up with, with during the Lego movie. She just slides it in <laughs> she there. She just talks so much shit.
1: Last night I was home with my bitch girlfriend.
2: <laughs> she is such a bitch. Yeah.
1: Um, Jordan, do you have any dating advice for a 25-year-old woman in Portland who's tired of men who are still finding themselves? No offense, Jesse, but it's been ages since you had to date. Number one, I didn't have to date. It was a fucking pleasure.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Rhea, you can jump in here too. Yeah. Um, I mean, who am I to begrudge a 25-year-old man the the privilege of – Being a kind of a fuck up in his mid 20s.
2: It depends on what kind of finding himself these guys are saying. Yeah, because they're they're saying, I'm finding myself at the exit of a relationship, then that sounds like kind of a jerky kind of a dude. Sure. But if you're saying, like, well, these guys, they just don't want to, they just want a good time. Well, you are 25. Right. And you could probably find yourself a little bit. Not to tell her, you know, whatever. I don't want to shame anyway. But if they're, you know, if they're being like, well, I just got to go find myself later, and then they're like getting out of there. Then,
3: yeah, um, yeah. I'm kind of wondering. What, move what, out of I'm, Portland, I'm, then. I probably? think. Well, yeah.
1: I I think this is what she's finding. <laughs> sure. I think she going. She's going out on dates mm-hmm. with a cute guy she met at her high class.
2: A barista, at, iron worker at
3: bar of the. She's at bar of the gods. Bar of the gods. She's at and uh, at voodoo donuts playing the Congo pinball machine in the sure. back there. And they she's oh do they have what a Congo pinball they machine?
2: Huh. At bar of the gods? Huh? Not oh at voodoo yeah.
3: Okay. And still interesting. Still interesting. <laughs> Uh, Wait, the movie Congo?
2: The movie <laughs> Congo. It's... It would be better
1: if it was based on the The book. novel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like from 1978. Michael Crichton
3: He's... recorded all the VO, <laughs> yeah. him just saying, global warming is a myth. <laughs> I'll die soon. <laughs> Weird, that pinball <pit-pump> machine really <laughs> predicted the future. Wait until you get a load of my dinosaur book. <laughs> it's better than this ape book. Um, which one was written first? I don't know. Don't
1: write in. <laughs> uh... I, You know, she's probably dealing with dudes who just don't have their fucking acts together. Sure. They're dipshits. <laughs> she's dealing with dipshits. And That's 25. her problem. Let yeah. me just
2: restate can, 25 years old.
1: Here's the thing. I think a lot of sure. people, a lot of young people who present themselves as finding themselves are actually dipshits.
3: <laughs> you think, yeah, the finding and themselves is finding an they're using finding themselves
1: as an excuse sure. to be a dipshit. Mm-hmm. Because they have that, the privilege slash opportunity to be a dipshit while they find themselves.
2: It kind of reminds me of this uh, popular song that's happening right now that I don't understand the popularity of the song because mm-hmm. it feels like a remixed song from 1992. It, and I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name okay. that sings it. But Avicii. Is that how you say it that like oh, sure. country trance, I also don't know how to pronounce that
3: and I also know what you mean.
2: dance guy. It's basically he Cotton is. Eye Joe. Yeah, it's, co- yeah, exactly. It's Cotton I Eye Joe with like a message. I don't think that's how you
1: pronounce it cuz Avicil is what I use for, for the your, bumps on my day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> you rub on a handful of Avicil. Yeah. yeah. Cotton says Eye Joe plays something in that off. song
2: about like I didn't know I was lost while I was finding myself or something Yeah, which At the same time, it's like the worst lyric I've ever heard in a song of my life, but also sounds like these dudes.
1: Here's the question. Sure. I think it's my opinion that you can – that there's nothing wrong with trying to find yourself. Sure. And and there's nothing wrong with experimenting with your lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with taking different jobs or whatever part of yourself you're trying Mm -hmm. to find, you know, trying – going to different churches, whatever it
3: is. But – Different cuts of – pants i think her
1: concern <laughs> pleats is pleats or no pleats <laughs> she's she keeps end up ends up dating dipshits.
3: sure that's probably it uh you know here's here's what i'll say uh you know when i i i really believe in the institution of dating i think it works and it's miserable sometimes it is fucking miserable sometimes but it's also it it's also the best way to go about that i think and i think if you if you – when you meet someone, don't don't look at them as a potential life partner until they reveal themselves to be one. Like have fun on those first couple of dates and if they suck, don't feel bad about ending it. And that's like the thing that I've had the most trouble with when it comes to dating is ending something at an appropriate time instead of trying to like – you know, get your claws into somebody who sucks. (laughs) Like, just, like, teach yourself to break up with someone when you figure out that they suck. I mean, not that they suck, but that they're wrong for you or you don't like them. But yeah, I think just, like, have a nice time. There's probably some lovely dudes out there in Portland. And then when it if it seems like they're just going to be, you know, couch crashing noise rock band (laughs) guys for the rest of their life, just learn how to say, uh, this is not working out and it'll suck for a couple days, but then you move on.
2: Maybe... Learn some new activities or something. Yeah, to meet some different kinds of people. Sure, if you're getting your dating pool from the same spot, like a bar, or
1: if all of like your that. dates are coming from a late night lawn bowling league, <laughs> <laughs> maybe think about it.
3: Check out late early night, morning bocce try ball. Try dating <laughs> early morning. I was about to say late night lawn darts. <laughs> early morning bocce ball is better.
1: <laughs> Let's go with that. Uh, here's another question. <laughs> same, same asker. Do you ever listen to old episodes of Jordan Jesse Go and think, "Wow, we've come so far." You two once had a sat off. Now you both seem to be making moves towards your goals. Nope, would never listen
3: to an old episode of Jordan <laughs> yeah, Jesse Go. Why would I listen? Nothing would make me more embarrassed. Yeah, how? Why would I listen to an Ugh. old episode of Jordan Jesse Go? I don't want to look at like tweets I did last yeah. month. I'm like so embarrassed by my past output. Like I don't want to look at sketches that I wrote for an old
2: sketch group my no my voice memo came up on Shuffle the other day when I was walking my dog yeah. so it played like an old joke from a year ago mm-hmm. of myself telling it yeah. and I nearly threw my iPhone <laughs> into the Silver Lake Reservoir sure just floating around with those little rubber balls
3: yeah um Is there a particular. I mean, thank you for for saying that we've come a long way. I I take that as the compliment, but no, I would never listen to it. Yeah,
1: and if you think it's been all downhill for our entire career, can we recommend listening to The Sound of Young America The College Years? Available (laughs) free. Oh, God. Maximum Fun Room in iTunes. Is
2: that the season with the football player that is like the RA for you guys? The College Years? Save by the Ball. Oh. Save
3: by the Ball, right? That wasn't Back to the Future. (laughs) It was a curveball. Yeah. No, that was. I like it. Um, is there a particular comedy
1: person or thing you are really excited for? I'm really excited about uh, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock's mm, new show sure. coming up in the fall mm. season because 30 Rock is basically my favorite thing ever.
2: Yep. And Fortune Femester, there's a lesbian on TV for you. There you She's go. She's on that on She that is cast. so funny, too. So she go. is she such is a hilarious comedy. So funny.
3: Yeah, She's I think, very funny. Uh, that's, that is Fortune a Funny. Treats. um i think dana gould's podcast just keeps getting better and better uh dana gould hour i know dana gould does not need my recommendation uh he's basically the world's uh greatest uh human silo filled with jokes uh but yeah i just love the show i mean it's one of those that i feel like such a podcast geek and i want to complain to him that it's not often enough
1: dana gould has so many jokes inside of him Mm -hmm. like so many jokes more than even other people that you think have all of the jokes inside, stuff, sure. like a Pat Oswalt. Yeah, like you think Pat Oswalt has the most jokes inside of him. Dana has way more, and I wonder sometimes when I'm listening to a show or talking to him in real life. Yeah, <laughs> I think to myself, when he's sleeping, does he build up a store of jokes <laughs> that he can draw upon for any situation? Does he does he just deliver jokes? Can you think of a new joke in the moment at any at any time? Like, or because either one of those would be similarly amazing to me. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's it's almost like those lottery machines, you know, right. that they play on air with a little ball coming. Yeah. Out. Like, how does that work? Sure, where That's do the balls come just from? Bouncing yeah. around. I know yeah. there's air involved, but. Hey, they yeah. just come out of there.
3: Rhea, do you have a favorite comic or TV show or web series people should look at?
2: Um, I'm, I'm really... sorry, I said
3: web series. Those <laughs> <Yeah>. aren't funny. <laughs> yeah.
2: I really love this web series. No yeah. web ser- series it's about are great. two hilarious roommates. <laughs> and They talk on the couch. Um, I'm really excited about uh, Kurt Bronneler as a stand-up. He's yeah. like one of my favorite. He's, so He's funny. a great dude, uh, super funny dude. Uh, but also, he has some projects coming up and a podcast that's going on. So. Just really excited about that guy. You know, he makes me I was, laugh every time.
1: I was so, you know, Kurt. Kurt wasn't always a stand-up, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like when when we were on the boat, when we were on boat he did a stand-up set that was just all killer, no filler. It was just so great, destroyified, and for the kind of comedy person that uh, Kurt is, which is to say, wildly inventive and full of alternativeness, and so on and so forth, it is always really gratifying to me when someone like that also has their shit together enough that they're not just coasting on the fact that they're charming and talented. Mm -hmm. They can also just get up there and fucking destroy using focus and hard work.
2: Yeah, he can rein in his weirdness instead of it just being all super abstract all the time.
1: Yeah, like a laser beam. Let's take a little break. Yes, was going to suggest that. We'll be we'll back in just it. a second <laughs> on the special donors-only episode of Jordan, Jesse, Go.
0: <laughs>
1: it's Jordan, Jesse, Go, a special donors-only episode. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Suite. Jordan Morris, boy
3: detective.
2: I'm Maria Butcher, the Lady James Dean.
3: Thanks for donating, guys. Thanks for donating. You fucking rule. You're the best. And again, uh, best people in the world haven't donated, and you're listening to this uh, piece of shit. Yeah, piece of shit. (laughs) Real piece of shit. Don't listen. Stop listening. I don't
1: know. I mean, just think about what you're doing with your fucking life. Sure. You like this podcast so much. That you stole you... our weird episode where we ask questions, <laughs> we get the audience to ask us questions, <laughs> and yet it's not worth
3: $5 to you? Yeah, you could be dating Rachel P. from Portland, but you're too much of a dipshit. <laughs> Here's a question from Josh
1: C. I'm a Canadian currently living in France, teaching English until the end of April. I teach middle school and high school students and pretty much have complete control over what I teach them. <laughs> What piece of media, film, album, etc., should I base a lesson plan on? I well, teach in
3: English first
2: of all, if you're from Canada, you're not speaking English. Yeah, You know what I
3: mean? They you're don't teaching speak English some sort of crazy apology language. That's American. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, my beaver got loose. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I enjoy hockey. <laughs> oh, man. Good
2: one,
1: Jordan. Fucking uh, uh, here's thanks. to
3: you, sir. Great job. Uh, anyway,
1: to summarize,
3: fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something something that has a lot of English in it.
2: Well, I have a great suggestion. Really? Exactly. It is it a, a movie from the 80s? English in it and pop culture from uh sure. America, which is better than Canada. Can I
3: see, can I can I guess?
2: Take a gander. Take a, a guess.
3: Alien. <laughs> yeah, it's Alien. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to the Future, of course. But I mean, I think I think that's nice. I mean, I think you want to be able to like interact with Americans who are in their late 20s and early 30s if you ever come over to visit and they're probably going to be talking about Back to the Future so you might as well give them a little bit of a head start so they can you know handle themselves at you know bars and stuff could be a rap song some sort of rap song high school students
1: what has a lot of English in it rap songs what
2: are the, what are the rappers what are the, delight
0: perhaps
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of rap in France they already got a lot of rap. Oh sure, they got a, they got a lot of angry Northern Africans. Oh yeah
3: yeah, oh, that'll yeah. do it.
1: You know because they treat them like shit.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, what has a lot of just like solid English in it? Um, yeah, I mean everything that's funny would not be funny to them. Yeah, that's exactly. one problem. I think yeah our, our yeah I think our our humor has I guess our good humor has has. You know, evolved to a place where it's, you know, distinctly American. You but know, but you couldn't follow it
1: in a second language, sure. is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like that time I watched uh what was that movie called? The Dinner Game or The Dinner Party.
2: Oh, the one that they remade with Dinner for Sh- Schmucks? Yeah. The the original version.
1: Yeah. it's French French uh, comedy, uh the premise of Yeah, which was remade into Dinner for Schmucks. And it was so critically lauded, and I think I have never enjoyed or laughed at a movie less (laughs) than that fucking French movie. And it's just because it was in French and it was supposed to be funny. Probably was was funny to a French. I've enjoyed (laughs) lots of things that are in foreign languages that aren't supposed to be funny. But the combination of the lack of cultural context and the language barrier meaning that you lose any of the rhythm or language stuff Mm – uh, means that it's really basically impossible to do anything that's funny. That's why they that's why they only make movies that are uh uh covered in Wham Bam Pound now.
2: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just our movies. Only I tried just to part- watch just parkour movies. based movies. Just parkour based movies. Uh lots of rapiers and stuff. Yeah. Swords. Mm-hmm. I tried to watch the French original version of Three Men and a Baby. Oh, once, And, I- and <laughs> it was like Stark and bleak and like <laughs> very French this and is I just not the comedy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the Americans this wrong I don't think it was this it. is
1: not the French accent it wasn't intended as a comedy right? I don't
2: think so no yeah. it was just like then they were like oh put Tom Selleck in it'll be hilarious <laughs>
1: oh yeah throw Selleck in there hey. gonna, there's gonna be some laughs look <laughs> if you've got Selleck and you bring in Nimoy yeah. to direct oh yeah how can it not be funny well I mean and and especially you if the you're spicing
3: the, yeah, yeah. the gumbo with Gutenberg <laughs> Yeah it's, guess, yeah it's gonna be funny yeah it's <laughs> gonna be funny
1: the answer is pretty much three men and a baby yeah, yeah there
3: you go three minute and a baby minute.
1: steve gutenberg is pretty is pretty funny in three men
3: and a baby he totally that's he not really a not is. funny movie steve it's gutenberg's pretty funny it's totally.
2: a really funny movie you're
1: cleaning you know this what's up. good
3: police academy one <laughs> police academy one pretty funny yeah
1: i um i just watched the veronica mars movie mm-hmm. uh, which i enjoyed very much um, wait that thing happened yeah, totally, no. it's about to come out, or the by the happened? time this is released, it will have come out. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, it was very enjoyable. Uh, you know, I mean, it was basically an episode of Veronica Mars, a little slightly more ambitious episode of Veronica Mars, but I really liked Veronica Mars. Slightly longer. Um, and uh, my only disappointment was no Gutenberg, because mm, Steve yeah. Gutenberg was great on Veronica <laughs> Mars. He was totally... It had Ken Marino, thank God. Ugh, but gosh. no Gutenberg.
2: You know, I really love the Lego movie, but... I was disappointed. No Gutenberg. Right. In the Lego movie.
1: You know, I feel the
3: same way about Back to the Future. (laughs) Really missed. I read a Bible and it was a King James version and I was disappointed it was not a (laughs) Gutenberg Bible. (laughs) (laughs) There are multiple Bibles. That's a fun (laughs) joke. Uh, Hey, Mike M., uh, you guys know a lot of people with podcasts and Jesse runs a company that cranks out tons of podcasts. Are you listening to podcasts all the time? How do I'm reading this in Griffin's Yahoo Answers voice? Uh, how do you have time to do that? Is it because you're in LA and you're always driving somewhere? There are lots of great podcasts, but I can barely go through JJ Go and Spy every week. I can't imagine if these were my friends putting them out, I'd feel like I had to keep up. No, no, <laughs> you know I do. Yeah, I listen to a fair amount of podcasts. Yeah, I do too. But I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think I listen to. I think I'm pretty medium on the scale of podcasts. Listeners, I think there are people who listen to a ton more than me, and then, you know, there's the people who listen to Marin in This American Life, and I feel like I'm pretty snugly between there.
1: I mean, I've got a commute. I'm sure. either driving 20, 25 minutes mm-hmm. or it's about 45 minutes, uh, 55 minutes on the subway. Mm-hmm. So that's four days a week I come into the office. So four days a week I got a total of an hour. Sure. That's, that's a plenty of time. It's, it's, to, a, it's, it's
3: a podcast a day?
1: Yeah, walk the dog sometimes. Sure. Listen on the weekends or while I'm cooking.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, and but I think I think there's something at this he's getting at of that like do he, I think he thinks that we listen to every podcast that's on Maximum <laughs> Fun that comes out every week.
1: I don't think he thinks that. I think he's wondering if that's the case. Oh, that is not
3: the case. Yeah. no, absolutely no. not. Uh, yeah, I mean I, you know I had a I had a little bit of a, a drive this weekend, and I I got to listen to hence uh, uh, the Griffin uh, reference. I have I I had a, I hadn't listened to my brother, my brother and me, and probably two months and I got to, you know, listen to a couple episodes and it was great. Nice to catch up with those guys. But yeah, Yeah. I I think there's, I think everybody, you know, every podcast listener has the ones they listen to without fail, just the things that come out and you automatically listen to. And then I think, you know, people, you let them build up and you kind of save them for something and you check back in with your buddies. So I, I listen
1: to On the Media every week. Yeah, that's a great one. That's all. I just just wanted to give a shout out to On the Media. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't get enough attention. Everybody's always talking about This American Life sure. and Radio Lab and whatever. I think On the Media is a really special show. I listen to
3: it every week. Rhea, do you have a every week podcast without fail?
2: Um for a while it was uh, Mr. Dan Savage, but I've oh, sure. hopped that ship or jumped that ship. Don't know. Whichever yeah. one it is. You hopped um, off the ship. Hopped it, off did you the find ship. out
1: he, Did you find out he's gay? Yeah, I found out he was gay uh, and I was like yuck. this is disgusting. Yeah.
2: I'm moving to Arizona, never listening to this again. <laughs> right. Um you No, know, so fun. I used to listen to that quite a bit and then but I do really enjoy listening to the business sure, uh, right. being, you know, sort of behind the scenes movie podcast. KCRW
1: pu- uh, public
2: radio program. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And I listen to Which Way LA quite a bit, but that's not a I listen to it on the radio. Sure. So yeah. not a podcast. War and only
3: fun name to say. I
2: really want to ask him for directions on the street one day.
3: <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. Uh, what do you think about having your fellow KZSC vet and professional broadcaster Josh Raw Dog Richmond as a guest on the show? <laughs> nope. You know what? I Have Raw Dog on. I think we should have Raw Dog on. You think we should? have raw I dog totally dog? think we should have Raw Dog on. He's a professional broadcaster now. Yeah, he used. Okay, here's what Jason. Uh, here's what Josh Ra- Raw Dog Richmond does. Yeah. He was the sidekick to Jason Ellis on XM Satellite Radio. Jason Ellis is was a former pro skateboarder in the days of Tony Hawk and those oh, guys. Oh, is this
2: the Australian guy? Yes. Uh, Australian vert ramp dude. Yes. I know exactly of whom you speak.
3: Yeah. Uh Jason the man's Ellis. Given Rhea knows. She's having yeah. fun fucking The man's sneakers. given me a dead leg before. Uh, and yeah, and so Jason Ellis hosts this kind of crazy Howard Stern-like show where he just talks about- Can I ask you a question, Jordan?
1: Are there any professional extreme athletes who have not assaulted you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Most of them have. Okay. Tony Hawk's a pretty pleasant, nice man. Okay. So he hasn't physically assaulted me. Right. But...
2: He's like a billionaire, so uh, he's a nice guy. So
3: yeah. So Jason Ellis is a is a super is a super like you know he, he's like he's like an extreme sports stern um you know maybe not quite the talented broadcaster but sure. definitely like goes you know talks about his crazy drug stories and you know what's going on with him and his wife, now I think ex wife. I mean he's he's a pretty he's a pretty compelling dude and uh uh Jason uh Josh Josh, excuse me, this man I'm uh, I'm uh <laughs> I'm making a case for uh is just a dude from UC Santa Cruz who went to KZSC and like became his sidekick. Okay. Raw dog, you can come on. Give us a call, Raw Dog. <laughs> And yeah. it gave him the name Raw Dog. What
2: a great nickname, too.
3: When you call, say it's Raw Dog Calling. Yeah, you, and you cannot, you cannot call yourself Josh. And if you, only Raw Dog.
1: If you come in here with a condom on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Nope. You know, absolutely not. This is the Raw Dog speaking? We want all the sensation. Zodiac style? We want the risk of pregnancy. <laughs> uh, if you could instantly download every film and every episode of television directly into your brain, Matrix style, would you do it? You'd be robbed of the pleasure of watching these shows and movies for the first time, but you'd never be lost for conversation when the spirit of the beehive or whatever comes up at parties.
1: Spirit of the beehive being an example of a show, television, program, or movie. <laughs>
3: I guess.
2: Do you know what the spirit of the beehive is? I have no idea. Is that a reference to Hive Mind
1: or something? Yeah, it seems like a maybe a B-52s or album. People are
2: really into that haircut.
1: Yeah. That's a know. tough question.
2: Uh, I'm going to say solidly no. You know, here's what I think.
3: Here's what I think sometimes... Uh, and something I'm trying to do more conversationally is be more of a listener and less of a talker, like somebody who, you know, doesn't have to be the center of attention all the time, but somebody who listens and asks questions more. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Let I me th- tell you what I think about it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, – yeah, I think that like when you don't know about something – and I think obviously like people who are, you know, pop culture minded like we are, I think we feel – a little bit like threatened when we don't know something. Like, oh shit, I've never, you know, oh, yep. I've, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, it's been a while since I've listened to Three Feet High and Rising. Like, it's, you have some <laughs> like weird thing that goes off when you think that you're going to be behind. Yeah, your blind spot is terrifying. I say use it as a learning experience. Yeah. Ask them about that thing, why they like it, and then, uh, yeah, use it as a conversation. Don't feel like you have to have seen, you know, every Transporter movie or. But
1: think of what a resource you would be to the world. That's true. Like, that's the part. I, the thing the greatest sacrifice in my mind is the one that he pointed out, which I, which is I have a really hard time enjoying things multiple times through, especially comedy, <clears throat> which is my favorite thing sure. i don't there's very little that I could enjoy repeat viewing. I think I watched Larry Sanders through twice, mm-hmm. but besides that, and that's you know as much drama as it is comedy um i i i so most of comedy would be lost on me. That would be a real bummer. Um, But I feel like I would be such an amazing resource to humanity.
2: You'd have awesome times at parties just (sighs) all the time knowing what everybody – but I would say that I think for me losing the – I think he touched on this too in the question – losing the discovery of the thing would be like a huge bummer because it's just all there and then yeah. you don't get to find anything like stumble across anything that's or very like,
1: selfish of you it's very
2: selfish <laughs> of me i want to feel good all the time sure like Spoken i
1: like someone with their own sneaker <laughs>
2: <Nah>. <laughs> i just started watching true detective and honestly its impact on me i believe was dampened by how much people were talking about it that my expectations were set so high mm. that then i was like oh it's just a like a really well put together tv show it's not changing my life or sure. anything and it maybe would have changed my goddamn life if you guys would, have would shut up, shut up, about up it. and just given me your <laughs> hbo go password
3: <sighs> please send us all your please. hbo go passwords <laughs> amazon prime hulu plus two <laughs> we want it all um andy s i hope this is andy secunda
1: It's probably Andy Secunda.
3: (laughs) What do you think of social media and fans interacting? Brian
1: shook his head side to side, like on the horizontal axis. That means it's Andy Secunda. I just
3: actually, (laughs) I I said that. I just got a text from Andy Secunda asking if I wanted to go see Frozen. (laughs) 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 Oh, I love that guy. Uh, King of guys.
1: I just saw the the first half of Frozen before Simon decided he didn't want to watch a movie Mm -hmm. anymore. So can you just tell me if they get unfrozen? <laughs>
3: <laughs> they do not. The back half of the movie is just shots of ice people. It's just mm-hmm. a Donner party thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, just
2: it's a freeze frame from Big in yeah. the video game that he's playing, shooting the ice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
3: They they Thermal all rod. cannibalize the talking snowman <laughs> with the voice of Josh
1: Gad. It's possible that Rhea already has that thing inside I of have her that mind. Problem. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I'm great
2: at short-form but it stops, improv.
3: But it stops at 1989. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. And it
3: starts at 1980. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of social media and fans interacting? I find myself responsible, uh, responding not to be an asshole, but to truly amuse the much more talented person I'm following. Is this lame almost in the spirit of heckling or stomping on someone's set or, uh, or in the right doses? Is it okay? Boy, I know what I feel about this. <laughs> uh, do you guys – does this I... –
1: I would say, from my perspective, Mm -hmm. um, that what's really important is that you remember that that person doesn't know you.
3: Yes. Yes. And this is basically coming up to them on the street.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So don't say anything that you wouldn't say to a complete stranger, which basically means that you can respond to them. I find... Uh, uh I, I generally – I'm totally fine with people uh, making jokes that uh, build on a joke that I make on Twitter or whatever mm-hmm. uh, or say something to me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but if you go negative, it can only go badly for you because I don't know who you are. I have no context for that. And so if it seems like it might be negative <laughs> – Fuck you. Yeah,
2: It's totally <laughs> negative. Yeah. If it's even the littlest, and sarcasm, don't ever do the
3: sarcasm. No. It doesn't
2: work. We don't know you. Yeah, and I don't know what your voice we is We only like. see
3: the little anime character. Yeah. You chose it as your avatar. You know,
2: I have a method, and I use this at least typically with other comics, with, like, fellow comics on right. Twitter and Facebook, is that I will never, I try to rarely ever, like, tag somebody's joke, that was in air quotes, yeah. of, like, building on their funny, unless it is something that really makes me happy, and I feel like I have a really good response to it, like the computer screen and Big. Sure. Um, (laughs) I always, at the bare minimum, like the status and also favorite the status before I comment on it. Sure. Because I feel like that is a super dick move to, like, read somebody's joke and then try to tag their joke without giving them anything in return. Don't think that
1: just because you gave somebody one, it's one star point...
2: (laughs) No, 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 does no, no. not
1: buy. It
2: doesn't mean you can do whatever you right. want. It just means if you think, and also let me just add this to Jesse's, think about it before you hit send. Write that joke out sure. and then give it a second. Grab some chips. Let it breathe. Read it and think, if somebody sent this to me, would I be bummed out? And if you even think for a second that you might be, don't send that to Can
1: I say one other thing <laughs> about what I do? And this is just a fucking warning. If you say any shit to me, that seems like you're being a dick to me, whether or not you actually are. I don't take the time to try and
3: figure out if you're trying to be a dick to me. I just block. You. Yeah, straight at block. Yeah, um, yeah. Then I think if you want to make, if you admire a comedian or podcaster or whatever, and you like this person and you want to make make their day or give them a you know give them a little uh, you know nugget of social networking joy. Uh, in the middle of the day, send. Picture your tits. P- yeah, yeah. <laughs> t- t- send pics of tits. only. Dude, dude, yeah, Dudes only, only your male tits. Um, yeah, lift up that Sonic the Hedgehog t shirt and let's see them. Let uh, me see
2: them rings.
3: <laughs> yes, hopefully you have Sonic the Hedgehog style nipple rings. Bling, bling, bling,
2: Where's your knuckle? Yeah. Where's your knuckles?
3: Sonic face robotnik body. Um, yeah. I like all that. That girl's uh, a real robot <laughs> a real, I actually used a Sonic that in the, the streets other day. a Robotnik in the sheets. <laughs>
2: I, just flying away yeah. off, out
3: of your house in a little <laughs> saucer. Yeah. Um <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> uh the nicest thing you can do for a comedian is say, "Hey, you know that thing you said? That was funny." Yeah. That I mean, that is all a comedian wants to hear from a fan is, "I think this thing you did was funny or good or insightful or whatever i think that sometimes when you know comedians have a self-deprecating part of their act or their persona or whatever people think like oh they make jokes about their clothes, right. weight, sexuality, whatever, no. I can do that too. <laughs> no. To them. To them. Hey, yeah, exactly. no. fatso, yeah. you know, ex- you cannot. That They're is like, for oh, them. you really hate yourself. <laughs> that you know. is for them and their close friends Yeah, only. Yeah. like and, and Or not even their close friends. Yeah, or maybe yeah. not their close friends. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And you want to talk to Jimmy Pardo about his height? No, sir, you do not. <sighs> Jimmy Pardo can talk about his height. Jimmy yeah. Pardo
1: can talk about it if he wants to. Now, let's be clear, he doesn't really.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. But no, you can't. Absolutely not. I think if you want to interact with a comedian on Facebook or Twitter or what have you, my thing is just say that you liked something they did. That Mm -hmm. it feels great. It legitimately makes it makes my day for sure. If someone says I liked this, it was funny.
2: You know, those are the people that I like that send stuff about jokes or but typically about the show. that are like, oh, I really love this episode. This joke was funny to me. I related to it something like that, I tend to keep interacting with those people. Sure. And then we create a dialogue, and then they know they can joke with me. Yeah. So it's just like in person. You wouldn't walk up to somebody and be like, hey, fatso. Right. You know, and
3: then, I was not getting laid? Yeah, <laughs> just right. kidding. You're great. Well, Love you, the show. You talk what? about it
2: all the time. What? Yeah.
3: It's yeah. a
2: very weird it's, – it's totally weird to – and don't jump into – Big comics oh, conversations. No, no, That's no, a bad no, idea. No. Don't do that.
3: Um, yeah, I think the my favorite when people use the hashtag JJGo on Twitter to talk about the show, my favorite thing that happens, something I always love, is that when they put a little quote from the show that they thought was funny, like blah, 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 blah yeah. hashtag JJGo. I love that every time.
1: I love it too, uh, not least because I have invariably forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> invariably. And I look at that, I, I has, like if somebody posts a joke that either of us made, I think – I either think, man, my friend Jordan is funny <laughs> or, geez, did I say that? I say That's that? great. <laughs> Good for us. And I, because it's of awesome. the fact that I never listen again and I always forget completely, the second we turn off the microphones, that is kind of nice and fun. It's yeah. totally fun. Yeah. It's Keep great. doing that. Not Please that you
2: have to be that. like fawning all over anybody, but if you have the urge to t- say something, just say something nice. Yeah. yeah. Good gravy.
3: Uh, here's one. Uh, this one's kind of long. Uh, I've worked at a small Radio Shack store in a small town since last summer with only one other coworker and a boss that is almost always on vacation. It's not a bad job. I mean, once... Okay, uh, Radio Shack. Uh, customers... Uh, I'm trying to get to the meat of this, but I don't... Do we want to ask another one? Let me try and parse this. Okay, this here's long. one from Matt.
1: Who came up with the concept for Judge John Hodgman? Was that something that John Hodgman approached you with or vice versa? Um, I came up with the concept of Judge John Hodgman on Jordan Jesse Go as we used to do it mm-hmm. uh, as a way to get uh, an acquaintance, a then acquaintance, now close friend of mine uh, who was famous to come on my podcast that was not famous. Um... And uh, then we did it. We did it, you know, probably, what, five times, six sure, times yeah, yeah. over the course of a couple of years. And um, probably should have done it more. Sure. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> like almost all of our running bits, we shouldn't have abandoned it uh, because we were worried that people would think we were hacks uh, when, in fact, people just wanted the thing that they liked. <laughs> sure. Um, but anyway, uh, when Hodgman's audio book – Hodgman had a podcast of his of stuff from his audio book and ran out of material. hmm Um, It was a podcast of days, and when he got to day 364, he said to himself, hmm, what am I going to do after day 365? (laughs) And we decided to do it as a standalone show.
3: Great. Great story. Uh, Okay, so Radio Shack guy. He works at Radio Shack, and there's just a guy who keeps coming in. He doesn't say that he's a homeless guy, but he's a guy who uses the bathroom and talks to the customers, uh, gives people advice, hits on the women – uh, and he never seems to buy anything, but he just hangs out at this Radio Shack. And this guy wants to know what to do. The other mm. employees like the guy.
2: Oh, they like the guy.
3: Yeah. Well, oh, they're okay with the guy anyway. This
2: yeah. guy doesn't like the guy.
3: This guy does not like the guy. Okay. This guy does. Doesn't he like say the why he
2: doesn't like him? Just uh, he just makes him feel uncomfortable. I don't like.
3: Uh, I want him out of the store because honestly, I just don't like him. What should sure, I do? Yeah.
2: I understand First that of all,
3: congratulations on getting a gig at Radio <laughs> Shack.
0: Yeah.
1: I heard
2: the 80s <laughs> called. They want their store back. Sure.
1: As as in, as is in line with their this professional quest- campaign. <laughs> this question's a real Tandy sensation. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a real hoverboard. This, Batteries this, are not
2: included this question, on this question. Uh,
1: this question, by the way, came from Howie L. Yeah. Howie L. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So is, here's the real question. Like- this is some shit that the manager has to deal with. Yeah. yeah. So you could, if you have a relationship with the manager, you can say to the manager, hey, if you are the manager, you're going to have to deal with this. If you're not, you talk to the manager and you say, hey, you know, that guy never buys anything. And I saw him sort of like hitting on some customers and making them uncomfortable. Maybe we should ask him not to come back. Uh, one of the details
3: yeah. is that his boss is almost always on vacation. What? Oh. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, well, I think there this guy should go a to HR. On duty. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: there has to be somebody higher up than him.
3: Or maybe just like construct some sort of trap out of what they sell at Radio Shack. So yeah. like bits of wire, mm-hmm. um, like replacement, you know, plugs. like, radio control cars. There's mm-hmm. got to be some sort of Home Alone nine type volt batteries. Nine volt batteries. I feel like you can go
1: one level up the chain. Going two levels up the chain is more than you should do. Yeah. If one going one level up the chain doesn't work. Then you just say, well, fuck it. I work at Radio Shack. Yep. I shouldn't be worrying this much about making things good for this company. Right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just start. Yeah, or, just, pl- just get yourself one of those wind-up frogs that swims in a little tub. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Play with that. Spend, you focus yourself a, your energy on that. A dancing get... flower
2: and put it in front of one of the radios at Radio
1: Shack. 35% off on that, right? Great. Get <laughs> yourself a nice boost mobile phone. Do some unlimited text, text. There you go.
2: <laughs> or just strangle the guy with a with a... Corded phone cord.
3: Yeah. They bludgeon have... him with a big mouth billy bass. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny if that it started singing after you bludgeon someone <laughs> to death
0: with it. Ooh, I kind of
3: feel it. like this. You should put that in a this guy, screenplay. This guy just. <laughs> uh, that's my that's my Showtime show pitch.
1: <laughs> this guy just comes in because he fucking wants to talk about capacitors with somebody. Sure, yeah. Should talk to Rhea about it.
2: There you go. What, about capacitors?
1: Yeah, well,
3: I don't understand. If he's willing to talk about <laughs> capacitors. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this one's from Amanda. I saw an allergist this morning who told me I'm allergic to cats and dogs, also trees, dust, mold, none of which are, I'm emotionally attached to, I don't think. I've been instructed to keep all of our animals out of my bed forever, but I'm pretty sure what? they'll think I don't love them and they'll run away to reenact Homeward Bound, but in reverse. Is it wrong for me to prefer my own suffering to an eternity without animal cuddles? No. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been – I've never had an intense animal allergy uh, but I mean, I think don't like people kind of don't people kind of get accustomed to it. Does it make you miserable for your whole life? I don't let my dogs in my bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah also, maybe also, don't let the animals sleep. in there. I mean, it's
2: going to be really hard to get them out of that if that's what they're used to. But mm-hmm. you can get them out of that you and just then still, show, them. <laughs> yeah, just show, sure, just go. put them down. Just throw them out. Send them the, to the old homeward bound in the sky. <laughs> yeah, but they're not going to leave your house because I actually think this is real advice. That the first thing you have to do is not feel bad about it. If yeah, that's what yeah. you're going to do, uh, which is to mm. not suffer like you don't want to do, then just don't worry about it. They yeah. have a house. You're g- you're giving them food. Food. House. <laughs>
3: Shelter. Picking up their poop.
1: They would be dead within yes. like 10 days if you weren't there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, their whole life
1: is thanks to you.
2: Yes. So they can just snuggle with you someplace else around your ankles or whatever. Look, at my house... They're not allowed in the bed. They're not allowed on the sofa. There's a chair they can
1: get up on our laps Mm -hmm. in. And Mm -hmm. I get plenty of cuddles. I love to cuddle my dogs. I pick them up off the ground. I don't know if you have dogs or cats. I don't know a lot about training cats. You could definitely train your dogs to do this. It's just a hassle. It'll take a little while.
2: Sure. Yeah. It's going to be harder with the cats than the dogs. And
1: honestly, like if you want to cuddle with your dog so much that or cats that you are willing to suffer the allergies. I mean, that's sure unusual, but it's your choice.
3: You uh, know what I mean? Like, just, you know. Also, I mean, I don't know what, Amanda, I don't know what your situation is. You're a sitch. <laughs> Animals out of the bed will lead to more fucking. It will. Yeah. It just will. I don't and know if you're more single. Sleep. I don't know if you're married. Yeah. yeah. More fucking, more sleeping. I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is it cute when the fucking cat gets in the bed? Yeah. It's cute. But you know, have, get your priorities straight. Should we explain what fucking is? Uh, it's like uh, it's like when a when a cat uh needs right. It's like when he yep. makes biscuits on you, but it happens to your genitals. Gotcha. And another like a person is doing it. I have lived
1: my entire life in Canada with dual U.S. Canadian citizenship. I recently found out that the U.S. is the only country in the world that requires citizens living abroad to file taxes every year. I'm 26 years old and have never filed U.S. taxes. From what I understand about U.S. tax law, I've never really had enough money in my bank account to actually owe taxes, but I'm still required to file. The problem is that I have no idea how to file. Because of my dual citizenship, my taxes are more complex than TurboTax or H&R Block can handle. But talking to a tax lawyer who specializes in taxes for Americans living abroad costs $1,000 an hour. No joke. What should I do? I would renounce my U.S. citizenship, but I have my family... living in the U.S., and I may want to live there one day myself. This is easy. Uh, Call the Bar Association wherever your family lives or whatever your place is that's most close to you. First of all, I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) Call the Bar Association in whatever American place is the most you. Say you need a consultation. They will refer you to a free consultation. Uh, You will consult with somebody um, and it will not cost thousand uh, dollars. If the person says it costs a thousand dollars, say these are my means. Uh, can you have? Uh, can you refer me to an alternative person? A lawyer will always give you a referral if you request one, um, and they will all give, always give you your rates if you ask their rates if you ask them. So um, you know, I, I'm not saying that it's not going to cost you uh, thousands of dollars to sort this out. Over the course of time. But I'm sure you can find a lawyer that will charge you $250 an hour. uh, And if you tell them going in, I want to do whatever I can myself because I don't have a lot of money. There are lawyers who are set up to help people do that.
3: I think that's so sensible. We should probably just move on. That works. That works. You should post that on a website somewhere. Also, that was really informative. Uh, why, This is from Liz L. Why doesn't Max Fun have a Nick Adams podcast? He would be great for a Yo, Is This Racist style 15 minutes every weekday show where he takes in my making friends with black people style from a listener. Uh, first
1: of all, it's racist to suggest Assume that that, he that would should be the be subject. Just
3: because of, he's black, his podcast
1: would be about race. He doesn't have a Max Fun podcast because he has a full time job and two children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that you suggest daily podcasts, too. That was your go to. Yeah. Super
2: easy to make daily podcasts. Oh, of course. Yeah, just of pop course. in.
1: Michael asks me if, as a menswear authority, I would uh, have I ever given any thought to designing or making your own clothing besides pocket squares? If so, what would you want to make first? I have considered it to some extent um I have a lot of jobs already. <laughs> I do really like making the pocket squares, and I think that um uh excuse me sometime soon I will be making the transition from uh exclusively using uh vintage textiles and uh textiles that have already been produced to designing the actual uh uh prints of the pocket squares i won't be doing the, i won't be drawing them. I don't have the artistic skills, but, you know, drawing on art historical references, working with designers and that kind of thing.
0: Sounds
3: like a lot of fun.
2: Might I add a plus uh, a plus one or a favorite or a like to your uh, Ebbets caps that you've had oh, made? thank you very They're much, they yeah? gorgeous hats. I look at them every time I'm in the office. You want one? Uh, Yeah. Absolutely! Great, you're gonna have one. Woo!
1: We we have some we have some of those still left. Go to uh, they're beautiful. Go to putthison.com and and click on the picture of our friend Ben Harrison. Yeah. Video film director Ben Harrison. He's
2: wearing the golden stag. He's version, wearing that I golden believe. stag joint. Beautiful hat.
3: Uh, another six
2: men- panel. Sorry. <laughs> I love those
3: hats. <laughs> <laughs> another menswear one. Jesse, I'm an adult man who would like to stop wearing sneakers every day. Do you have any fun and flirty non sneaker footwear options for spring? Well, first of all, I would say
1: I think a lot of people who like to wear sneakers. Uh, I don't have any problem with sneakers for uh, casual wear. I would say th- consider a nicer or simpler sneaker. I like a plimsoll. Um, uh, I think there are options beyond. I-, I think the biggest improvement would just be to stop wearing crap sneakers. <laughs> um, there are a million options for nice, simple sneakers. I like a superga, or as I like to call them, super gay. Um, uh, which is an Italian brand. Uh, they have got some great canvas sneakers for 50 ish dollars I like those a lot. Um, uh, you know, if you're a skateboarding type, you can you can always go with Vans. Or if you're a 1950s basketball player, you can always go with Converse All-Stars. PF
2: Flyers? <laughs> PF
1: Flyers, sure. I love
2: that Bob Cousy.
1: I'm currently wearing a, a pair of uh, plimsolls. Myself. In fact, we are all wearing plimsolls. Um, Mine are a a collaboration between the designer Nigel Caborn and Converse, uh, designed to be like a military sneaker from the 19-teens or something like that. So that's what I would say first. Um, As far as non-sneaker options for spring, um, I mean the main – if you're talking about casual footwear, you're mostly looking at sneakers or boots. Um, But the other options would be like a camp moccasin or a uh, boat shoe. Uh, boat shoes are, I'm a little fucking tired of boat shoes at yeah. this point. It's been a lot of boat shoes. Yeah. Too many boat while, shoes. Huh? Um, what do you I think like, about
2: the desert trek, Jesse? Uh, that's one of the, my jams.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, I, although I think that's also, uh, I think also, uh, 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 you know, desert boots are also, there's been so many of mm-hmm. them. I think you're, we're still in the fat part of the bell. Sure. But it's just, I, it's not something that I would go into now. Um, uh, the the trend bell mm-hmm. I'm going to say I still I don't I don't like Tom's because I think that their form of charity is bullshit um, but I do like espadrilles actual espadrilles uh, go to uk is a really good source for espadrilles um, actual uh, uh, French uh, slash Spanish espadrilles so there's a good there's a few good options okay mm-hmm. right uh, I'm not. Camp moccasins. There's some nice handmade camp moccasins. <laughs> uh, arrow moccasin is a good is a good one. Try arrow moccasin. Hmm. Nice handmade camp moccasin. Very comfortable.
3: Uh, Jesse, did you ever
1: venture to the North Bay when you lived in SF? If so, where? Yes, my mother taught at Santa Rosa Junior College mm. uh, from starting when I was about uh, 13. So I spent a fair amount of time in Santa Rosa. Um. That's about all I have to say about Santa Rosa. <laughs> uh, you get some really fresh dairy there. Oh. And it's warmer than it is. There you in, go. Uh, no, my wife is from Marin County, which I guess, I don't know if you count Marin as part of the North Bay. Uh, sometimes people start in like uh, your, Santa, your, your Sonomas. I spent a lot of time with, at my wife's house in uh, Marin when we were in high school. Uh, we weren't married then. She was my <laughs> girlfriend then.
3: Uh, Jesse, this guy also wants to know – another guy, Dan H., wants to know if you like Pawn Stars because he knows you like Antiques Roadshow. Uh, he feels a little guilty about liking it because of its dumb reality show conventions. Okay. And a, he also has a good question for you. I I
1: don't like Pawn Stars very much because it's it has too much of that dumb reality show bullshit. But I do kind of like American Pickers. Uh, I think the I like that the conceit of American Pickers – is uh that they're sweet guys and there's not a lot of narr- of f- phony narrative on it. Yeah. Um I the phony narrative stuff makes me want to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> um and uh you know, there's things about it that are dumb. Sure. But it's probably the dumbest show that I enjoy on television.
3: Uh I think Re and I are both simpatico. We've talked about this. I've been looking for somebody to dig into this with, but we yep. both love Bar Rescue love on the Spike yeah. TV. This is a I similar so show much. that has some, you know, kind of fake plotting, but is just the best example of that kind of show. Oh yeah, is, yeah. is, is it better? Is. is it better than Gordon Ramsay Kitchen
1: Nightmares? I've never, I don't know I've never watched a Gordon Ramsay. I
2: Kitchen am Nightmare. also a huge fan of Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmares, specifically the UK version is my favorite. Yeah, that's what as I like to watch to on the, Netflix because oh, it's always
1: these weird, sad well, UK like, ladies. It's like great uh,
2: therapy too, a little bit because he's like he actually has a. There's always
1: a, in these abandoned seaside
2: yeah, towns, like weird, and the food is so different. I don't know. I love it, and it is is very much like a cousin to Bar Rescue. Yeah, there's yelling, um, not as much crossed eyes. You know, gorge. I don't.
3: I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I, part of what I like about Bar Rescue is the one sport coat for every show. Yeah, the
2: one sport coat, and the anger, and the SUV that's parked outside that mm-hmm. he's like watching them. Oh, it's pretty great. And the butt funnel. You always got to talk
3: about the butt funnel. What's the butt? I guess I haven't seen. Oh, the you butt haven't funnel. seen that
2: episode. It's an episode where he made, like, a dance floor in in a bar, uh-huh. and then he put a railing around it, you know, for everybody to sort of oh, lean. Oh, sure. And then he made the exit width of the railing too small for two people to walk
3: st- So you got to rub up against each other, people. so they have
2: to turn—like, you're on an airplane. Um, but then he's like, it's a butt funnel. It's a butt funnel. You know, you got to have a butt funnel. Get people talking to each other and rubbing up against each other. It's, like, very weird uh, and uncomfortable— <laughs> And apparently he's not thinking about the fact that somebody would just go, "Oh, go ahead."
3: Right, exactly. He thinks <laughs> like, people will try like to cram dude. through like yeah. Three Stooges style. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get married, and then <laughs> they just leave the bar.
3: Um, I have more to say about Bar Rescue. I will not.
1: <laughs> okay, Jordan, do that what's now. your favorite hidden gem video game
3: mm, and uh, your favorite
1: uh, underrated game of all time? This
3: guy. Uh, so I think maybe from from this last year a. Uh, a terrific game that I'm really bummed more people didn't play is DMC, the reboot of the Devil May Cry franchise. People were very mad about it because they thought it was just kind of a cash-in game. Uh, this is kind of a crazy action game. You're fighting demons. You have guns and swords and kind of all these different You're sort weapons. of like an anime sword master. Yeah, you're, exactly. Um, I've seen it. My, my brother John had this one. It's great, uh, yeah, great franchise, and the reboot is easily the best one. Uh, people were kind of mad at it. Uh, because they're like, oh, it's just a cynical reboot, which is weird coming from you, video game fans. <laughs> uh, why are you mad at this one and not every I'm other? Trying video? to play, I'm
1: trying to play Medal of Honor.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know exactly. I'm trying to play Madden over here. So I, how, I, I don't need these cash ins. I just got the new Madden. Yeah, uh, very weird. Uh, but yeah, this is like a really cool game, and I think uh, definitely. Um, uh, in in an in an era when we uh, we like talking about video games for their story and their narrative, which is cool. I think it's good that we're demanding better stories and smarter narratives. This was just like the best possible action game anyone can make, and I think it got kind of crapped on for being dumb. And uh, and I think its uh, story was maybe a little smarter than people gave it credit for. It's a really really cool game if you like action games and like. Uh, you know, that kind of thing, they made the best one anyone has ever made and kind of got shit on for it.
1: Jordan, so. I don't like that you insulted people who buy the new Madden game as though there aren't new features every year. That's true. There are <laughs> new features. <laughs> this year, there's Weeby Club in Mode. Mm-hmm. It's where you go to the club as your favorite created player. <laughs>
3: do they have that?
1: No, but that seems like... That seems oh, like my God. They, they should they have, have that. I think we're almost out of time. Yeah, yeah. What can we Let's do? do two more we'll questions. We'll do two more. Okay. Um... Jesse, why okay, this that one's too bad. Why am I still picturing you as Bob Odenkirk, despite the fact that I know what you look like? You know, I got no problem with that. Bob Odenkirk's <laughs> one of my heroes. Bob Odenkirk's great. Uh E okay, here's something from a fifteen year old. No oh, good. Hey Jordan and Jesse. Um uh, He's
3: fifteen, he lives in Seattle.
1: He loves everything that we do, especially Jordan on the indoor kids. I should get in on that. I should have. Kumail invited me. Oh, yeah. I feel like if I go there, everyone's going to hate me for not knowing enough about video games.
2: <laughs> and you know what? We just had Emily Gordon on our podcast. She's the great. The Wham Bam Pal the other day talking about the movie that made her. So you should check that episode out if you That's like That's a great
3: episode. Yeah. Do you yeah, think, they, would they great.
1: be okay if I just went on there and talked about the baseball simulator baseball mogul? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I think I think a big thing that people like on that show is like nostalgia. So I think if you just made sure to just hey hey, let's suddenly talk about the... Nintendo and Genesis games of our youth, people would love it. Okay. ESPN I baseball my, tonight. My, my parents couldn't <laughs> afford a Nintendo, so I only had a Genesis. Hey, that's, I mean, of that is that is the video game thing people are the most nostalgic about is Genesis. Like oh, really? That. Easy, easy. Oh, uh, Genesis Well, I mean, I guess like old Nintendo, like Mario and Sonic and stuff, but like if you're talking about like crazy, maybe unearned nostalgia, Sega Genesis all the way. It okay. definitely is. The, that's great to hear. Inspires the most feelings. Okay, here we go. Uh, you gave me some great advice about getting
1: into the improv comedy scene since I want to be a comedic writer I really appreciate that my question for you now is somewhat relevant to that so here goes nothing I have friends I'm generally content but a really frustrating part of my life is that I'm a big comedy fan and fan of things that I really can't relate to another person on these subjects as my peers some of whom are my friends have no interest whatsoever did you guys have any struggles similar to this growing up any advice or just wait till college (laughs) internet
3: yeah internet Mm-hmm.
1: You know, just go on a special
3: thing or whatever the
1: contemporary equivalent of a special thing is. <laughs> split cider? I don't know. Yeah, just become a regular commenter on Split Sider. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> don't uh, probably don't be a regular commenter on the AV Club. It'll curdle your
3: little heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you know, AV Club, great website. Just just don't scroll down to the comments. Yeah. Just yeah. don't
2: look at them. Don't look at them. Don't look, don't at, look those at comments. It's a bad Everyone idea.
1: Meet. A hey, you'll meet somebody.
2: Is this person yeah. taking improv classes?
1: I mean, he's fifteen. He lives in Seattle. There's a oh, there's jet, there's gotta jet be, city there's improv. Gotta be, yeah, there's got to be. There's got to be a
2: youth improv, and that yeah. is if absolutely not, I'm, where you would find. If there's your not, I will compadres. eat my own stick. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you don't take, if you don't take teenage improv classes from Jet City Improv and find somebody that wants to go to the midnight screening of Holy Grail with you, there. Yeah. By oh. the way, young people, let's. Let's talk a little bit more about Monty Python. Let's
3: have some fucking respect. A little more about Monty Python and a little less about these YouTube vloggers. (laughs) Very true. They were the YouTube vloggers of their day. Uh, You know,
1: comedy didn't start with Mr. Show,
3: Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I teach sketch classes uh, at the uh, Westside Comedy Theater. Mm -hmm. had a younger student. uh, And I kind of send them a little homework packet. Before they start the class, or just some sketches to watch so we can talk about the, you know, the theme of them and stuff. He's like, oh, I had never heard of Mr. Show. I mean, I knew the actors from other things, but I didn't know they had a TV show. <laughs> anyway. Oh, boy. Uh, very weird. Uh, I mean, I think something something for this guy is like, don't, don't assume that all your friends are going to be into all your stuff. Just have separate friends. I mean, I guess I had like – like I had friends in high school that I went to punk shows with. And then I had the drama kids who we all went to see the, like, you know, touring company of Rent with. And those friends would not have gotten along. Like that would have been a, you know, either one of those combinations would have been terrible. But just like, yeah, just find people who are into the stuff that you like and don't demand that everybody be into everything. I mean you're a complex person with multiple interests. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't assume that everything's going to match up exactly, you know, uh, Rubik's Cube style. Anyway.
1: My seven-year-old son is smart, nice, and pretty athletic, but still hasn't accomplished anything in life.
3: (laughs) Where did I go wrong? Yeah. Bruno J. I mean, maybe you had, maybe you lied at some point in your life. How drunk were you when you were pregnant with him, Bruno? Yeah. (laughs) How drunk was your sperm when you impregnated your wife? How many Long Island iced teas did you have?
2: How many times have you watched Back to the Future? Is it zero times? That's probably why your child hasn't done anything
3: yet. Do you say happy holidays instead of merry Christmas? (laughs) That'll make your son a moron. Rhea, I just imagined... You know how...
1: You know how in... uh, You know that Robin Williams movie where he's a clown doctor? Yes. he treats everyone with laughs? Yes. What if you... Went to medical school and then you became a Back to the Future doctor (laughs) who treats everyone's conditions
2: with watching the Back to the Future movies. And with Back to the Future references. (laughs) Do you know what this means? It means that this damn thing doesn't work at all. I just yell that at every single person that's died. Do you think – <laughs> how many times have
1: you seen Back to the Future, Rhea?
2: It's countless, probably. Countless? I mean,
1: how frequently do you watch Back to the Future? These
2: days I don't get to watch it as much because my copy is still – it's in another state. So I haven't gotten to watch it in like two years, which is kind of crazy. But I've seen it a lot. I mean I would say at least a thousand times.
1: Did you watch that's it like once a, once a week at yeah. your peak?
2: Yeah, as an adult on VHS. Not as an adult, as a child. But I. What about what was, about,
1: what one was that your would... peak? What Was the most you watched it? The most regularly you watched it as an adult?
2: As an adult, uh, probably once a month, I would say. And Do you know also... the
3: names of the actors who play the terrorists at the beginning?
2: No, I don't know that. That would
3: be good. I, I should
2: either. know that though.
3: You probably should. That's I should important. know the
2: license plate of the VW book. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I should know that about it.
1: What's better, Holy Grail, Life of Brian? Or Meaning of
3: Life? Uh, Holy Grail has more sentimental value to me, but Life of Brian is their best movie. Yeah. It will never be quite as fun to watch as Holy Grail for me, but uh, but Life of Brian's a better movie. And, Holy Grail's probably a little funnier. Yeah, Holy Grail has more jokes. Uh, and uh, Meaning of Life is super uneven but hilarious in the parts that it's hilarious. All, I was really surprised at how
1: great Meaning of Life... I I was worried, I figured Meaning of Life... Wouldn't hold up for me when I watch it as an adult. You know, I hadn't watched it since I was 15 or, yeah. you know, 13 or whatever. I fucking just laughed my ass off the whole time.
3: It's hilarious. It's great. The uh, Crimson Permanent Assurance is a little long.
0: Oh,
1: boy. That is long.
3: <laughs> but, yeah, and there's some stuff that's just nonsense with no jokes in it. But, I mean, it's even the nonsense is kind of fun. So it, it, they're all great. All the Python movies are great. Hi Python,
1: hi huh, guys? Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting back together. I don't I've know heard if you that. knew this. They're getting back together.
2: They have a tour, right, that's like completely sold out already?
1: Uh, they have a set of shows in London that's completely <clears> sold out. I don't think they've announced a tour.
2: My bad. <gasps> I didn't mean to scare everybody. It's on the other end of the <laughs> year, but, oh, there's a tour. Sorry about that.
1: It's okay. I went <laughs> to see Mr. Show Live. Did you, would you go with me when we when I went to see Mr. Show Live in college? I think so, yeah. To, we went to that Tenacious
3: D show so together, right? D. Kids in the hall. We saw all kinds of crazy '90s comedy stuff in college. That was fun. Totally fun. Come out and see us. <laughs> yeah. Where are your kids in the hall? Basically, yeah. I am crushing your head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't invent that,
2: <laughs> but, but you sort of put your own spin
1: on yeah,
3: it. You
2: put your own spin on it. You, you favorited should, it, and then you responded to it. You should, there you go. You, did you a should great tweet job.
3: that at
1: Kids in the Hall. <laughs> at Kids in the Hall. <laughs> I, I am death. crushing your head. Yeah. Remember Just, that? Ha ha. you Okay, Thompson. Pause for sincerity. Thank you, everyone yes. out there, for donating to sort at Thank you for making it through this. I don't know. I mean, you must have had nothing better to do. <laughs> right? What are you making, a ragu? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that <this> takes a <laughs> while. It involves a lot of simmering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Rhea Butcher, you can check out her show, Wham Bam Pow. It's a fucking delight. Don't miss it on the maximumfund.org network. If you like action movies, if you like sci-fi movies, if you like uh, Cuban afros-
2: Lesbians talking about movies. If you
1: like les lesbophilms. <laughs> films. Um, there's a lot of reasons to listen to Wham Bam Pow. Uh, it's a really, really fun, hilarious, uh, insightful program. So check that out. And you can also check out Rhea doing stand-up comedy all over Los Angeles and America.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to be at the Boston Women in Comedy Festival. Hey, Oh, that's Just a great coming festival. Coming up in May. I think we're putting on a Put Your Hands Together, the other podcast that I uh, help out on and am on sometimes. So going to be out there for that.
1: That's fantastic. We are at maximumfun.org. I don't we have not talked to them yet, so I won't predict the future, but in the past we have typically been a sponsor of the Women in Comedy Festival, so go check that out. Yeah. You know, go see a Jen Kirkman or uh, Maria one of Bamford the, is going to be there this oh, year. Maria is going to be there, there this
2: there year. It's the return of the Bamfoo, the Bamfoozle, if you will.
3: She's best, back.
1: Best in the business. <laughs> Doesn't get any better than that.
3: Okay. Great. Thanks guys.
1: Sonny D on the boards, Brian Fernandez, our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Thanks again for supporting us. Bye. MaximumFun.org.
3: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
1: Listener supported.